tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. That's right. Join me as always. Everyone's favorite Mexican, Xavier Guerrero. What's up, XG? XG. Does anyone in your family call you XG? No. Nope. Just no. just your friends. Just business. Just You're Hollywood. Welcome. Uh, and on the ones and twos, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. Wait, wait. So what's this story? It's, why did you? Call him that because he couldn't say my name at all. He's like, I'm like, what's your name? He's like, Xavier Guerrero. I'm like, okay, you're XG. (laughs) Wait, so is that your name though? Actually, no. Yeah, that's my name. But to him, he couldn't pronounce like. But I started. I thought your name was something else though. No, No, his name is well. Xavier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got a whole story behind that. But he goes (laughs) by Xavier Guerrero. Okay. Yeah. And, and then he couldn't pronounce my name, and it yeah. was too much. Work oh, see, when you said you came up with his name, I thought you meant you came up with Xavier Guerrero. No, I came up with XG. Yeah. It's too too much going on for yeah. Sam. So he's got time. like three different names. Yeah, like he even fucked up his co-host name. Like that's that's how bad that was. He was like, "You're just extra. I'm yeah, not dealing with XG. this name. I already got to worry about." Yeah, I got fuck up names. Yeah, Johnny, you know. So yeah. So guys, thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys are doing well. We have a really, really, really great podcast for you guys today. I thought it was good. I I made it made me exciting. I thought it was fun. We dropped a hammer of the gods on these unsuspecting fools. It's with uh, KP Burke. Uh, he's got a podcast called American Loser, and he just—it's a podcast where you basically he looks through histories, the losers. You know, history is written by the winners. He l- takes a look at the losers, and we have a fun discussion about many losers on this show today. I enjoyed it. Time flied. It was a good time, guys. If you want to see me live, you want to see Xavier live. We just had a bunch of shows, bro. Uh, March 25th, I am in Bisbee, Arizona. Then March 26th, I'm in Tucson, Arizona. Then fast forward, I am also... Oh, I have a date coming up that I haven't put out for some unknown reason. Mar- April 6th, I'm somewhere. I, that does no good to anybody. But uh, So I'll get you that day. April 8th, I'm in uh, El Paso. Oh, I know where that is. That's uh, that's Lancaster. I'm in Lancaster, April 6th, I believe. April 6th, I'm in Lancaster. April 8th, Xavier and myself and Eddie Bravo are in El Paso, Texas. Yes, we're playing a a rodeo event center, Johnny. Yeah, I am. My dream of coming true, of being in a rodeo, is finally coming true. So it's April 8th. And then April 9th, we are in Corpus Christi doing another show, okay, on the other side of Texas, which is great. Then keep going. What's next? Uh, April 22nd, I'm in Fredericksburg, Virginia. April 23rd, I'm in Baltimore. And then we got, oh, no, there's Palmdale. So April 28th is Palmdale. And then April 29th is Chicago. 
And then April 30th is Float Fest in Texas again. So I got to put that up. So those are the gigs on May 11th I'm at uh, in Laguna de Gal. Go check that out. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, not only is this show crushing it, but my premium content is pure fire. Go to rockfin.com. Actually, you go to samtriplee.com. You'll find all my links to all my my. My premium content. We got Tinfall Hat Premium. That's been fire. Zero. Pure fire. Pure fire. I, some episodes are so good, I got to give them out for free just so you feel the power of rock. And if you're not, if you listen to Tinfall Hat and you're not listening to Zero, you got problems. Okay. That's why I'm getting all this stuff all the time. I'm doing my cameos now. Just at oh, Sam Tripoli on Cameo. And everyone's like, I'm just really sad about the world. You're sad about the world because you're not listening to Zero. You can't listen to Tim Fall Hat and not listen to Zero. You just can't do it. Because you find out everything's going on. Zero helps you deal with it, which is turn off everything and look inward. And then and then Broken Sim is where we cry about all those things. Yeah, so. where we cry. But uh, Conspiracy Social Club is straight up blowing up right now. If Me, the gay owl, Brian Callen, going back and forth. I love him to death. I love the guy so much. I can't tell you. I just love Brian Callen. He's such a wonderful human being. So many people have in our community have a miss. Uh, a misunderstanding of him. He really is the nicest guy. So go check that out. New t-shirts too. New t-shirts. Yeah. Look at this. Uh, t- we have the great reset. We have uh, the great reset t-shirts. We also have uh mass psychosis going on. That's it. They are going to be fixed. They're all going to say tinfoil hat on them. Those are going to be available uh, at, at tinfoil hat t-shirts.com then we also have a conspiracy social club t-shirts now if you want to so i can't drop bombs anymore on social media because my instagram gets taken down and i've seen it without so if you want the bombs bro if you're coming for the bombs you gotta go to tim fall hat only conspiracies on telegram join the group uh, we're what we're at 2,500. 2,500. Our goal is 10,000 people. Come get it. Drop bombs. Here's what you get on that telegram. You get everything that Eddie Bravo sends me. Oh, okay. I just forge it right to you right there on the Tim fall hat. Uh, only conspiracies. And telegram. People are woke there. And I mean, woke as in they wake up fucking early and sometimes it's the morning and there's already three, 400 messages that I three, missed from yesterday. 400 messages every day. Just go to samtwitter.com, click the link. You guys want free shows? You want free shows? And it was all, oh, Sam putting everything behind a paywall. I count that. Seven shows. You can listen to free. Tim Fall Hat. Broken Sim is pure fire lately. Cash Daddy is killing it. Uh, Punch Drunk, my oldest show is 10 years old, talking sports. Then I have the Union of the Unwanted, which I think is the most important conversation on the internet. And then I have two shows that are paywall shows where I'm releasing old episodes so you can check them out. Zero and Conspiracy Social Club, both available for you to check out. Dude, there's so much stuff. I know you only want to hear me so much, but just know if you're ever bored, there's always something. I also have a fucking 24 hours. Uh, I have a 24 hour sports show. I mean, 24 hour radio show at samtriplee.com. Everything's on samtriplee.com. Everything. Everything. Damn. And all my specials are there. I'm going to start working on another one. All my specials are there. All my videos from all my episodes, except for Broken Sim. I mean, uh, Punch Drunk, because Johnny won't let me po- post them because he's a baby. 
It's just a baby. What? You're a big baby. Just a big Do you remember when... I don't care if you put... Punch you say, oh, you're going to put punch on in there? Baby, baby. Do you remember when we didn't have a website as cool as this? Yeah. Where you would send everybody to 20 different things to do one thing? Yeah. yeah. So nice to just have one spot. Just one that, That's shop. why you make Sam Triple your head of comedy. So he puts all his things on one thing. That's the move. You get the. Are you in? Are you being facetious? <laughs> no, I'm not being facetious. I'm saying they got their money's worth for sure. Thank you, dude. And guys, whatever they're paying you ain't enough. I agree with that. It ain't enough, uh, guys. Um, if you love the show, please take a moment and leave us a five star review on uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, five star review for any of my shows, particularly this one. If you love the show, just let me know, dude. Leave a five star. Say whatever the fuck you want, dude. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Sam Triple E. Go check it out. Guys, great show today. Anything else? Did I miss anything? Uh, well, we Don't Smoke the Same has a live show April 16th. Uh, if you watch the live shows during the week this week, we're going to be giving out 10 free tickets. We just got a live watch. Be live so and then we'll tell you. you. It's dope. We're doing really good. You're killing it's 180 it. seater, so we're just we're already halfway Whoa! there. Already halfway there, so it'll be what it'll the be fuck, a good day. Xavier? Are you crushing it harder than we're crushing it? A little no. bit, a little bit. God damn! How many There's, of them are Mexican swarm? All of them. They're all stoners, you're, so hey, it's, it's hey, amazing. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. See, Let's Johnny, do it. See, making I it happen. Making it happen. You're generous, yeah. All right, dude. I'm Xavier. I'm super happy. New for broken you. Sam coming this week. Let's do it. All right, dude. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy. This with KP Burke of American Loser. Enjoy the show. Go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Okay, very excited for this episode. I've been uh, wanting to do this episode with this uh, cat for a while. We had it in the books, and here we are. Bam! Manifesting, visualizing. And creating reality. He has a great podcast called American Loser. Please welcome comedian K.P. Burke. How are you, brother? Uh, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Glad to be back, too, man. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited to have you on. You did uh, my premium show, and we had met uh, at the Dojo of Comedy. In uh, my, I have a comedy club. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm a comedy club you Honestly, owner. don't talk about it enough for having I, I really club. don't, and <laughs> I don't. should start talking about more, but uh, so KP opened for me, I believe, on a week. Did you open, or were you just performing on the show? Oh, I was uh, I was featuring on that one yeah. for you, man. I was excited. Yeah, so we did that, and uh, the dojo is on fire out there. Uh, I don't know if you've seen since, he, since we painted it, so it's going to be all black. It used to be like all white. But like we were having all these super edgy comics come in and in like an all white room, just weird energy. It's like, dude, if you want it, you want to have edgy comedy, you got to have it almost as close to pitch black in there as possible. So nobody can see what weird fucking creepy jokes you're laughing at. Right. I mean, like <laughs> it's kind of like strip bar. You ever been to a strip bar when they turn the lights on in the morning when it's like go home time? I, I, I can say I haven't been. At at that time, yeah, no, I haven't gone that hard. Have you really, dude? No, I'm okay, the only one. Of course, one. I, of course, course I have. Of course, I have. Of course I have. When they turn it on <laughs> and you're just like, everyone's like, oh god, they can see me. They just yeah. scurry like cockroaches. Yeah, and shit. in the war basketball shorts that day. Yeah. So, uh, KP, for those who may not be familiar with you or your podcast, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, about your podcast, and where they can find it. 
Oh, cool, man. Yeah, it's uh show's called American Loser. You and me were talking about that over at the dojo, which, uh, by the way, I just locked it up. We're having my album release party at the dojo in May. Boom! So Boom. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> what we're talking but, uh, about. Oh, it's it's a great room, too, man. So Mike and I locked that up the other day. But, um, yeah, the show's been going on for, it's over three years now, and it started off as a book idea, and I was going to write little profiles of everybody who ran for president and lost, and then what the country would look like if that person had won. Would they have pulled off their you know, policy? What would have happened? What would they have faced in their administration? Uh, shit like that. And then that got to be a little bit too hard because writing the book's involved, so we did a podcast <laughs> instead, and then we just started telling about weird stories and like losers from American history. And every week we do not struggle to find more people who have lost in the history books of the United States of America. So it keeps replenishing itself. I love this idea. I think it's a really great idea. And I find it very interesting because like, you know, so every year hundreds, I'd say hundreds of pilots get made and a handful of them, if you're lucky, get picked to become a show, right? Yeah. yeah. So people have always wanted to do just a channel of failed. I would love it. Pilots. Sometimes they get leaked. Like the the pilot for how I met your father or dad or whatever with Greta Gerwig, the director got re- leaked like last year or something. And it's so fat. You can see why they didn't, you know, pick it up. It but was like, didn't it just get picked up? Well, no, but with a different cast. It's a different, like a different showrunner, everything. It, it's a, but it, it almost went to a network like, Year like five, six, seven years ago, something like that. And you, you say with Greta Thunberg in it, it's Greta, 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 Greta Gerwig or whatever her name is. Greta, what do you? Uh, you know the from Francis Ha. Have you seen that film? No, no. I, I just, I'm so, I am so detached from television. Like this interests me zero. <laughs> This show, come it, on! It has Hillary. Oh, Duff. dude, How it's could a piece of shit too. It's getting terrible reviews. Of it's course it is, dude. Of course it is. It's because I. Uh, this was some before we get into everything. So we were just talking about New York City and how's it going and all that stuff. Like, and you're telling me it's starting to open up and stuff like that. I mean, so Johnny and I did a uh, pot, uh, broken sim on on Saturday night, and so I decided. You know, I'm like every guy. It's like, how late can I go home before I get in trouble? Right? <laughs> I mean, we, uh, dude, dude, I forget. I for, AJ Jamal had the best joke ever about that, about how he would just drive around his block because he didn't want to go home. And uh, he gets pulled over by a cop. He, AJ Jamal is a killer black. He's black. And the cop's like, what are you doing? He goes, well, see that? See that light? That's my house. That's my woman waiting for me to come home, and I don't want to go home yet. And the cop let him off, right? (laughs) Hey, guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Coinbase, okay? Much coin, such base. All right. If you have been following the cryptocurrency craze, now is the time to start getting involved. Coinbase makes it quick and easy to start your own portfolio and learn to trade like a pro, okay? Coinbase offers a trusted and easy-to-use platform to buy, sell, and spread and spend cryptocurrency, all right? They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone, which is true. I say that all the time. Like, if you're getting into the game, uh, Coinbase is the best one to start. They work really well with your bank. The banks like working with Coinbase. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. It's like at most of them are like oh, most of these other wallets, you have to you have to buy it on Coinbase and transfer it over to them. So why even do that? 
Coinbase is the best one. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify, just get started, or searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase, okay? For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up at coinbase.com slash tin foil sign up at coinbase.com slash tinfoil for ten dollars in free bitcoin okay this offers for a limited time only so be sure to sign up today that's coinbase.com slash tinfoil uh so i drove around la and man to be honest with you dude it's like this town is dead like the outlaw is gone like the outlaws got there's no they have ran out anybody that takes chances i went by all the rock clubs it was saturday night dead they well, were you're not you see you're not counting the homeless people those are the ultimate outsiders oh, if that's you a think good about point. And, and they're so everywhere in that aspect yes la is kicking ass with their outlaws <laughs> uh but it's like all like what's going on in new york like i know a lot of people left are they all coming back because i have all my friends are starting to come back I only, I think the only ones who won't come back are the inner circle of Joe Rogan. That's it. Unless he comes back. <laughs> Unless he comes back, then they'll all come back. Of course. Yeah. But they, and I don't, hey, dude, you got, you're hanging out with the king. You got it. I make no, no problems with that. But are people starting to come back to New York? Uh, I mean, the people who never really, most people, this is kind of crazy. Most of the comics I know are living in Jersey now and just still performing in New York. So, I, I think that's the smartest that shit to do. I'm looking at Long Beach right now. But the traffic, isn't the traffic horrible? Well, for Jersey into New York? Yeah, because, I mean, anywhere, if you leave L.A., getting into L.A. is a fucking bitch. Yeah, if you, at the at the certain times. Yeah, you, you got to work around that. I got in today. It was what I, I was had to be there for 11 at Gas Digital, and I think it made it in, like, maybe an hour and 10 so from down the Jersey shore. So you can still have freedom. You can own guns. You don't have to live on top of each other. And then that's the key, dude. That's you can still key. get there if you got to. And shout out Luis J. Gomez, man. And gas digital, just killing it, dude. Just killing yeah, it. They know what they're doing for such a dude who likes to get fucked up on drugs. He's very organized and he gets that's shit done. Point. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's a, that's Every time I see him, I'm like, he's in space right now. <laughs> But yeah, everything fucking always clicks and works out. So good for him. So let's get into this, man. What do you, what do you want to talk about today, KP? Well, I mean, I sent you guys uh, an email. I don't know if we did an episode recently on something a little troubling. It was called uh, The Curse of Tippecanoe. But I was going to ask you, I'm curious if I have the right definition of chaos theory. Okay. What is do the have- definition of chaos theory? Johnny's smart enough. It's a, <laughs> well, Johnny, I have it wrong, but it's just like it's absolutely the unpredictable things and there's no there's no way around anything. And it's just going to things have an energy of their own and you can't control them. Sure. Uh, Johnny, Johnny, you're I don't, I don't fucking chaos know, dude. I don't theory states that within apparent randomness of chaotic, complex systems, there are underlying patterns, interconnectedness, constant feedback loops, repetition, self-similar. Similarity, fractal tools. I mean, it's, you know, the butterfly thing is always is the classic example. I, of this. I, 
Well, it's basically that there's order and chaos, right? Is that what we're talking about? That the mo- even the most chaotic shit, there is some sort of order in the chaos. Yes, that's perfect then. This is um, this story was trippy. I don't know if you know any, any of you guys ever heard of this curse of Tippecanoe before? No, nope. but I'm in. All right, so um, like kind of around the time of the War of 1812, um, the Native Americans, uh, Tecumseh was the first guy who got all the Native tribes together and was saying, like, hey, uh, Whitey's a problem for all of us, so we got to kind of band together. So he had pan-Indianism. That's the first time they all kind of worked together. And he was this great leader. His brother was like a holy man. And um, they had a town called Prophetstown that they lived in. They were mostly supported by um, uh, sometimes the French. And then later on, um, they actually sided with the British to fight against us during the War of 1812. So we wind up sending an old war hero out there to go handle Tecumseh. His name is William Henry Harrison. And uh, he kind of, you know, they stand their ground. It's not like a great victory or anything, but it's a decisive one because they burn uh, Prophetstown to the ground. So anyway, the holy man brother of Tecumseh, he winds up cursing him, okay? So he puts like a curse on him, they say. And William Henry Harrison then becomes president of the United States and then dies, I think it was like three weeks into office. He has the, the on record, the longest inauguration speech of all time. Uh, and then he died in office, so. Half his term is his, uh, his inaugural speech. <laughs> and then he just fucking croaks. And oh, dude, left. he was running the light heavy, man. Yeah, yeah. Was he a black comic? <laughs> <laughs> well, he got uh, he got replaced actually. Um, so this was hilarious. I think it was the first president to ever die in office, and he got replaced by this guy named John Tyler, who was known as uh, his accidency. That's that's what they call. It. He was like, oh shit! Well, nobody really voted for him. He's only kind of here on accident. His but, a- uh, accidency, like instead of his excellency, his yeah. accidency. That's so funny. Oh yeah. Like as far as jokes go in that era, that's a heater, right? Yeah, there. That, that's that, a heater. That, yeah. that, that's, that's a that's a closer or uh-huh. an opener. That's a that's <laughs> big time. Yeah, well, that's a- ran on uh, they, his campaign slogan at the time was uh, "Tippecanoe and Tyler, Tyler too." too. <laughs> they were telling me, like, "Oh yeah, we got this war hero, William Henry Harrison. He's going to come sort shit out." And then that was the slogan. And, and if you can make it rhyme, then you just get that shit in people's head, and they all voted for it. Yeah, him. they they were just cranking out bumper stickers before there was a bumper. <laughs> Right, Dude, they would slapping it on the ass of their horse. You know, yeah. like, uh, right. That would have been a meme. You know what's so interesting? How this uh, this connects it today is like we have gotten so far away from war heroes running our uh, being our presidents. Like every president since, I mean, George Bush Jr. was the last guy that served, and he barely did that. Yeah. The closest brush is, I would say, John Kerry and Colin Powell would have been the closest we've come, like, yeah, recently. Uh, not, like Trump, nope. Obama, nope. And basically George Bush Jr., no. Well, that's the only reason they like Tulsi, because she actually served. Right. And I don't know if that means it's better or worse, having somebody who served. Like, I think it's better, but I, I, it could also be they could be psychopaths. It depends as well. on the person, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So we have this, uh, his accident C, and what happens with him? Well, he's a trip, man. He, uh, he winds up making no friends whatsoever. He's the only United States president that is buried in a Confederate flag. Oh, yeah, so he, he, was, he was Southern man. Well, yeah, and he, he was very sympathetic to the South, and then he also served in the Confederate government afterwards because his exodus from uh, the presidency he was not a popular guy um 
Here's where the shit gets real trippy though, Sam. This is where I, I wanted to say I was putting in chaos theory in the appropriate way. The election that got William Henry Harrison into office was in 1840, right? And then 20 years later in 1860, Abraham Lincoln gets elected, right? And then he dies in office, right? He gets assassinated by John Wilkes Booth. Um, 1880, James A. Garfield is the president of the United States, wins that election in 1880. He gets killed in office by a guy named Charles J. Gateau. And literally, um, I think he dies. He dies like maybe 10, 15 minutes from the studio I'm at right now too. He died in Long Branch, I believe. Um, so that one's pretty trippy. Then you got uh, in 1900, William McKinley is elected president. That's the guy that uh, J.P. Morgan and Rockefeller and Carnegie pretty much threw all the money behind. Yeah. And they kept him in power because of the gold standard, like you and me were talking about last time, Sam, that uh, that was the big debate of the day was uh, free silver or the gold standard. And um, it was just fucking nuts. And by the way, those debates were like two days long. Yes. Right? I mean, think about everybody would have a debate like you, you and I are debating, right? I would talk for an hour and then you would counter me with another hour. And then yep. I would go back and counter you with a half an hour. And it would just be like two days. That sounds like an actual debate be. where you yeah, can go yeah. deep. Yeah. They could, they probably, because they had to get it right there because there was no news clips for them to throw anything around. You had to be like, all right, cool. Let's, let's make sure we win the good people of Ohio over that kind of a thing. So basically, so basically what happens is everybody, so we had 1860, somebody dies, 1880, somebody dies, 1900, somebody dies. Yeah, these McKinley are all gets whacked, um, brings in Teddy Roosevelt, probably changes the entire country. 1920, Warren G. Harding wins the election in 1920. He dies in office of uh, what they say is natural causes. But the more you read, uh, he was like one of the most corrupt presidents ever. He was part of that teapot dome scandal where they were pretty much selling government land and shit. It was, it was pretty nice. He's one of the most corrupt dudes ever. Like I actually thought Warren G, the hip hop artist took his name from him because he was such a bad dude, but apparently <laughs> it just happened. But there you go. It's like Warren G and now we got another Warren G. It's so <laughs> crazy. Right. And then it's like, I'm still, I still don't know how there's not a rap group named black nobility. I just don't know how it doesn't exist. That lets you know how secret that shit is, that there has been called a rap group called Sounds Black. more like a black rock band. Black Nobility? I'm not against that. I think you're just assuming Black Sabbath. Yeah. And you're just turning into Black <laughs> Nobility. There is someone called Black Nobility on SoundCloud, though. En oh, really? Enrique Sanchez, yeah. Okay, oh. but that's a Mexican. Yeah, sorry. I'm just saying. <laughs> I said sorry. <laughs> so what was Teapot Dome? So Teapot Dome was, that was like one of the worst scandals of the time. Warren G. Harding, by the way, if you want to, like, this is how I want to die, man. Um, he died, I think it was a heart attack. Getting his balls worked? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how I want to die. Dude, he went out, um, every, he was the most popular president while he was the incumbent, and then he died, and then everybody's like, like he forgot to delete his Google search history or something, and everybody found out all the weird shit he was up to. Oh, was and he's he now considered. To? Oh yeah, well he was alive, super popular, everybody loved him. And then as soon as he died, all that shit came out and they're like, This sack of shit was leading the country. So he got away with some stuff, man. Teapot Dome be yeah. Teapot Dome being one of the worst of them. Uh that was like a total land grab thing. They actually cover it, I think, in season three of Boardwalk Empire. That's like when um because Warren G. Hardy had a kid out of wedlock too, that like they hid down the Jersey Shore. 
That's what's unsettling is how much shit I find down the Jersey Shore where I'm at right That's now. That's so funny, dude. But the teapot dome is what? What? What does that mean? What does teapot domes? Why they call it that? Gotcha. So teapot dome was, if I recall correctly, it's uh, it was the U.S. Navy. It was um, the U.S. Navy had land, and then they went. I'm actually going to look it up over here too. Yeah, it was a scandal involving the administration of Warren G. Harding. And it was his secretary of the interior was leasing Navy petroleum reserves oh in Teapot Dome, Wyoming. God. Of course so involves oil companies, even back then. Exactly. That was the whole move. So they were moving around those reserves and stuff, and they were also selling land, and it was stuff they had absolutely no business doing. And it was all members of his cabinet, so they didn't even know. Obviously, Warren G. was in on it a little bit, but it was his cabinet was the most corrupt in American history, they're saying. All right, guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Athletic Greens. That's right. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a fun way to get my multivitamins, and there is no better way than Athletic Greens. That's right. Tastes great. Does the work. Makes me feel amped. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens. Okay, yeah, to help you start your day right, the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and aging. All things holla at your boy, okay? I love to throw a little orange juice, some athletic greens, some fruit in there, and then bang, bang, as I, I do it as I salute the American flag. <laughs> and when I finish, an eagle lands on my... On my shoulder, and we just sing the national anthem because I love Athletic Greens. That's right. It's a lifestyle, okay? And it's a lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, keto, keto or keto, dude. I do keto. You do keto, okay? <laughs> paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free does not matter. It is all good in the hood with them, okay? Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificials, okay? Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, all right? Why not make it the best of the best, okay? It's important to choose a very high-quality fucking multivitamin with high-quality ingredients to get your body rocking, okay? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Come on, dude. Athletic Green has over five, over 7,000 five-star reviews, man. You know you want it. Right now, it's time to claim your health and arm your immunity system with convenient daily nutrition especially heading into flu and cold season it's just one scoop uh, one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it no need for multiple millions of different pills and supplements okay just one simple scoop to make it easy athletic green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So so this says, convicted of accepting bribes from oil companies, Fall became the first president cabinet member to go to prison. He set so, the precedent. So no one was convicted of paying bribes, of course, right? 
Of course, before the Watergate scandal, Teapot Dome was regarded as the greatest, most sensational scandal in the history of American politics, which is crazy, right? Because right now we got something going on with Obama spying on Trump, which is basically came out as happening and nothing's coming of it. Like there is no national dialogue on it. And I would tell you, I mean, just from this point of view, people just selling land to rich corporations seems like status quo of the day today. So I don't think this would happen today. What should happen with Obama? I mean, dude. You think time? I mean, like, I don't know what the answer. I know that Biden was involved with it, but it's like, like, it's literally Obama wiretapped an elected president. He wiretapped him in an attempt to unseat him from winning the election. That's crazy, right? I mean, oh, like, yeah. we won't know. They're going to wait 30 years. My theory is always 30 years seems to be the amount of time that it takes for everything to cool down enough that then they can actually, hey, by the way, so we, we also, we were, we were up to this during that time frame. Yeah, when everybody's dead, that's how they do it. Oh, we're going to find out about JFK before we find out about that one. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So, so Harding dies in 1920. Then FDR died in office in 1940. In 19, 19- yeah, those are the years that they were elected. So, as FDR had that crazy. Like, oh, okay, movement. okay. So these are the years they're elected. All right. Yeah, which gets real important in a second, Sam. It's pretty. Uh, I think you know where we're heading to, dude. Um, so, 1920 was Warren G. Harding dies in office. 1940, when Roosevelt won his third election, that was the year that he did. And then he died in office. Um, there's also something weird too about that that when Roosevelt died, Hitler took that as like an omen from the gods that he was supposed to like. That's when he decided like like oh I can I can fuck up Russia now too. Um, and then uh, after that, that's 1940, the election of 1960, post World War II America. Things are calming down a little bit. You're starting to get this idea about going into space. Got John F. Kennedy over there. Um, Sam, you ever noticed that all the uh, assassins always have three names? It was uh, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. Um, John Walker Lynn, Charles J. Gateau, uh, or JFK. I'm trying to remember who who was his assassin. Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald. No. That's no, what Central, Central to... Intelligence Agency. Sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> Good what? setup. Dog. That's so funny. That's, yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I've thought about that. What do you think? I think my, my hunch is that journalists do that because they don't, you know, there could be other people called Lee Oswald. You know what I mean? So they, they want to get as specific as possible so that they're not possibly tarring like a bunch of Lee Oswalds with the Lee Harvey Oswald brush. Really? I know Is that, that what you believe. Because like I mean, I know Jeffrey Dahmer, do you that. don't think there was a Jeffrey Dahmer out well, there? Well, we, we do that in like crime stories. I know, uh, like in the crime section of the paper, we'll use all the names when somebody gets like a mug, gets arrested or something like that. Because just to be specific as possible. So now that. I believe there is a Jeffrey Epstein football uh, guy, and he didn't change his name. He's like, "Fuck you! I'm not changing my name." Yeah, Epstein, uh, NFL, or we're talking like a soccer player? No, no, no. I guess it's like his last name. He had a name of uh, he had a na- now it wasn't Jeff it was Sandusky. I think it was Sandusky. yeah, that was it. It was Sandusky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And they're like, if you change your name, we'll, we'll. And he's like, I'm never changing my name. It's disrespectful to my father. But it's like super interesting on that. Yeah, they always had three names. Johnny has a theory on it. But 
So uh, in nineteen, 19- I mean, everybody's got three names. You know, it's just somebody's decision to call. No, I know somebody doesn't. Well, but you know what I mean, though. Most people do. Like what? Eighty percent of the people in the country have three names, at least. All right, Johnny, you got a little butt hurt on that one. What are you uh, talking about? 1980. You got butt hurt. Well, you got butt hurt. 1980, Ronald Reagan. So Reagan, remember, he has the assassination attempt early on in his first term. And then this was crazy. I the, we complete. I really thought that they were fucking with us when I started reading about this. Um, Nancy Reagan was so fearful of what was becoming then known as the 20-year curse that she was actually hiring psychics and astrologers to come to the White House to say, like, oh, can can Ronald travel on this day? Is it safe for him to go here? And apparently she had, like, uh, you know, I guess, I don't want to call them, like, curses or anything, but she had, like, blessings put on him and stuff like that to try to keep him alive. And uh, they were actually saying that's when the chaos theory thing took over. It's like, hey, we can't kill Ronald Reagan in office because, you know, that guy did shoot him and everything like that. Uh, but it was, um, he survived the attack. And then uh, his, Ronald Reagan Jr. admits now that, they were seeing signs of dementia in Reagan in year three of his first um, go around. So that means that he was showing signs of it and then was, you know, the leader of the free world for five more years. Yeah. I mean, like, and dude, I mean, can we all agree George Bush tried to take him out? I mean, isn't there a famous picture where you look it up where like George Bush on a plane waiting to find out if Ronald Reagan died? And it's like him and a bunch of lizard people on a plane smoking cigarettes going, okay, am I president or am I president? Am I president? Actually, you can't just type George Bush on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want? George Bush, no senior. uh, George H.W. Bush is what you want. Yeah, I, okay, let's not waste time on this. I mean, this could take forever. This should be just, just this should be a whole podcast. And How long does it take for XG <laughs> to find what we're looking for? That type Reagan, be type Reagan. You got to type Reagan. Well, they were scared was, shows uh, of uh, Reagan. HW was a pilot, so you're going to have a lot of photos of him. Yeah, don't worry about it, Xavier. Uh, you tried, and that's all it really matters at the end of the day, is that you you put out an effort. But it's it, it's very interesting because I always would have loved to be like a fly on the wall when Reagan and George Bush get in the same room together for the first time, fully knowing that they're like, yeah, dude, he just had dinner with the guy's family the night before. His family met with the Hinckley's, the Hinckley's, the the Bushes and the Obamas. Their first common like relative is a Hinckley. Yeah, that's That's it. They're just sitting there waiting, bro. They're just like, am I president? Am I? Look at these fucking scumbags, dog. They're all scumbags. Yeah, look at it. Just sitting there. That's a black and white version. It reminds me of, you know, Johnson standing standing with Jackie Kennedy, you know, on the plane. on the the, Laughing. Being kind of sworn in there. She's got blood on her fucking self, you know. Well, that was the whole thing about the Oliver North doc about JFK. That, like, he's like... He's like, Johnson didn't want to do it. And I'm like, dude, how do you, can you honestly believe that still? How could you, uh, the guy owned weapons and, and, and he owned a uh, military industrial complex company. He told, he did not want to get out of Vietnam. I mean, it's like, I love Oliver Storm, but man, when you get, I listened to Johnny talking about this doc he puts out, didn't, wasn't produced very well. Yeah, well, I watched Ukraine on Fire. Interesting doc if you want to learn about the background of what's been going on in Ukraine. 
But and, and Stone produced it. He did not direct this. It was directed by somebody uh, I think who uh, is uh, fucking a Russian nephew? or Ukrainian or something. But it's got I mean typos in it, and I mean just really unprofessional. Yeah, a lot of stock footage that looks shitty, misidentified footage, stuff like that. Bush would be the first president to uh, in two th- in the year two thousand. Bush would be the first become the first president to survive an assassination attempt. What? Who did somebody try to assassinate him? I do. We were reading about that because that was election year two thousand, right? And then in his second term, apparently there was like a live grenade thrown at him that was uh, never went off or something like that. And I never knew about that. Really, George George W. George Bush Jr. Yeah, it was W. I can't. I think it was like 2006, which is trippy because I joined in 2007. I joined the Navy in 07 to start my paperwork. And I literally, I got to my first duty station as Obama was being uh, elected. So it was weird. I thought for sure I would have known about that by then that there was an assassination attempt on the current president. Well, if you listen to the media, I mean, every day... There seems to be like a thousand people try- wanting to take out the president. Which is them counting every like weird written in crayon letter that gets sent. So, you know, like, hey, I'm going to get you. You know, I mean, they. Well, 100%, Johnny. It's like, it's like women do this the most too on social media. I got a death threat. I'm getting death threat. I'm like, oh, that means you're on social media. That's all that means is you're on social media. If, if you're not getting death threats, you're not doing anything interesting. And it really was just some guy saying, I would kill to eat her butt. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I got in trouble the other day. Uh, I got rid of my Twitter just because I, I couldn't handle it anymore. I made one dumb joke on there. and It was that uh, I'm so glad that Charles Manson picked Helter Skelter and not a different Beatles song because <laughs> I don't want to hear about Sharon Tate and the Obla Dibla Da murders. <laughs> <laughs> and this dude writes back and he goes, fuck you, KP Burke. Fuck you, you fucking asshole. You're not funny. Quit what? your job. Kill yourself. And I looked up his name. It was Sharon Tate fan forever. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right, sorry, dude. I found your psycho thing you're about. All right, yeah, everybody's fine. got their thing, man. That's it, dude. Imagine this day and age still being passionate about that. Sharon Tate. Yeah. Like just being like, What? Too soon. Just too soon. Well, imagine what that guy's life is like, though, because he's clearly got a search set up or something for, for like, Sharon Tate terms. Oh. You know, anybody who brings up Sharon Tate. Aren't there bots? Yeah, he's he's got a nothing. fan account. He's got a fan account, probably. He's those people that make fan accounts of people like, there's a Pete Davidson one, a Kanye one, where they just screenshot everything they do, and they're just like, look, I have everything. Kanye's... Uh, Getting texts from and Pete Davidson now. Yeah. Dude, he said Pete Davidson. He he deleted this video. He, yeah, he said Pete great. Davidson sent him text saying, "I'm in bed with your girl right now." <laughs> but he's known for doing that. But but don't you understand? He did that? it to Mac. He did. Th- yeah. That's why and Mac ends himself. up killing himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa! Wait, what? That's what? Yeah. Hang Mac on. Miller. Mac Miller killed so himself. Pete Davidson it starts hitting. Uh, this is all. Alleged, by allegedly, yeah, yeah so we're just <laughs> alleging all. Just I'm protecting you. I wonder me. if, if yeah, you should say that because if Kanye hears that story, he could be like, oh yeah, he's doing it to me as well, right? Well, he no. What's said is that Pete Davidson sent sent Mac a picture of him getting head from Ariana Grande, and that's a little extra than what he did to Kanye. But it seems like right up his alley type of thing. Now that I look into it, yeah, yeah. I mean like. He just doesn't look like he's ever been punched in the face. And I feel really bad about his dad passing away in 9-11.
But that doesn't give you the right to be a, like, I don't even hate Pete Davidson at all. There's no part of me that hates him. I just, I, I, I'm not going to hate a guy because he's successful and has a donkey dick. You know, like, that's not enough for <laughs> no, me. No, he, he should get a trophy for that, really. <laughs> he should be like, hey, dude, you won the genetic. I mean, those teeth look haunted, but you got a big dick. Congratulations. <laughs> right? But, I mean, like, dude, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm, I'm, women with blue hair and men with blonde hair, that is the bat signal for crazy. He has a, he has a tattoo of Hillary Clinton. Mm. Uh, that's too bad. It's <laughs> a real bad one. Right? It's just fucking nuts, bro. It's just nuts. So, so, yeah, I would love to have been there when Ronald Reagan fucking saw George Bush for the first time, knowing that he tried to kill him. Like, and you just got to be like, business as usual. Business as usual. Or maybe he's just so far gone. He's like, mashed potatoes. <laughs> Everyone's like, he's not going to remember anything, dude. Nobody gives a flying fuck. I think the fear was, because uh, I remember, because Reagan ran three times for president. And then um, there was a thing, because he gave that big speech at the Barry Goldwater one, uh, the, the RNC. and um, The one where people were like, oh, wish we had picked him, that one. Yeah, that was like, ah, oh, I mean, Goldwater's okay. I wish he would be, um, I wish he would stop, you know, saying civil rights shouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, probably yeah. not a great look. That's that, dude, they can always get the libertarians with that one. It's just, it's their weakness. It's their yeah, soft you're underbelly. totally right, because I yeah. just think that's the exact same thing Rand Paul did. Yeah. He just sitting there like, I don't think you should have to serve black people. You're like, oh, dude, you don't have to say that out loud, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... But when you're libertarian to the bone, you don't yeah. think there should be any rules at all. I, I, I still, and I consider myself slowly become a libertarian. I, I myself hate that notion yeah. that you could not serve somebody yeah. because of some predetermined. Yeah, you'd rather the government come in and tell them you have to serve these people. I get at it, gunpoint, man. I gunpoint. totally get it. It's just so foreign to me the notion of. Yeah. Ideally, though, a place like that would go out of business almost immediately because they would get around that, hey, they don't serve black people. This is this is always this is just what it no, comes but, down to. But, Every but, argument about this is like you know how there there's whatever that rule is that the first person to bring up Hitler that means this thread is over with you know like to compare you. <laughs> no, to but I also believe there's some people that would support that. Oh, there yeah, would depending on where not you are. Like, I'm not saying it would. Be, I'm not saying the business would go out. Out of business, but I think it would stay enough to be like giving people out whatever they're doing. Well, but I mean, you do see that when some's like, we don't want white people, it dies, right? So I guess that is kind of true. I just would hate that that would be allowed, though. I get it. Maybe I'm too emotional about it. Well, they do that at some of the shows. Like, I don't do shit in Brooklyn ever. It's just not worth my time. Um, but I remember when I was dating a girl in Brooklyn, uh, she was a comic, and uh, another female comic came up to her and goes, Oh, uh, I have a showcase. It's uh, only women. We don't allow straight white men on the show. In fact, we really don't allow men on in general unless they're gay. And um, I sat there and I was like just looking at her and she goes, um, so your boyfriend seems like a great guy so he can come support, but I can't give him stage time. Okay. And I was like, number one, I don't want to do your shitty bar show in Brooklyn. And number two, if there are no straight men there, what happens if there's a spider? <laughs> so Tell me how to stay prepared for this. I'm sure that was a great show, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, do those people ever go anywhere? Ever? Do they ever go anywhere? Ever? I mean, like, dude, we're we're like ten years into this woke shit. Those people go nowhere, and they just if they do work, it's all industry. It's all system entertainers. 
They only can exist in the system that is set up to push people like them forward because of cultural Marxism. Like, I think there's a lot of people who think that the industry is dead. I think these streaming services are just going to become AM radio, not AM radio, but FM radio. What in, what industry? Hollywood? Yeah. Okay. It's just going to be FM radio. It's always going to be there. People are going to make money in it, People, but it will never have the reach it used to because, again, they got rid of all the danger. There's no danger. We were just talking about Batman. I mean, like Batman, what, it, just, it looked like it should be good, right? It looked like it should be good. You go watch Batman, you're like, wow, this looks like it could. Bat, that Batman movie is like the, the chick at the bar where you're like it's like an illusion. Did you're you see like, it? Did you see it? Should be hot. Yeah. You did. Okay. Should be okay. hot. We haven't talked about this. Should be hot. But when I'm looking a little, little more detailed, not attractive at all. Right? Has all the blonde hair, uh -huh. push up tits, but is not. That's that movie. You're like, it has everything that makes me think this is a good movie. But when I look deeper at it, it's it should have just been on the CW. It should have been a CW miniseries. <laughs> did you groan? Did you groan when she goes, We gotta get all these white privileged assholes? I actually didn't have a problem with really? that. Really? Oh god. That, that didn't drive me nuts. That drove me. What drove me nuts is that Robert, what's his name? Pattinson. Pattinson? Is that his name? Pattinson. Pattinson? Yeah. The, he's considered a good actor. That drives yeah, me nuts. Yeah, he wasn't good in this. Yeah, I've seen him be good in before, but he wasn't good in it this. It was just like constipation face everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and he's also like the dumbest Batman. He got captured, he got blown up, he crashed into the ground like five times. The dumbest Batman. Like there was, like there were scenes where you're like, okay, this is what we came for, and then there's just like, you know what, you know, here, KP, you'll love this. You know what this Batman DC movies are basically? They're just movies. They're they're like open mic comics. That's what they are. They're just open mic comics, DC movies. Where whereas Marvel movies are like Dave Chappelle headliner. Like Doctor Strange movies are the Dave Chappelle of fucking comic book movies. But look right? at the rating. The rating says it's good. But DC movies are open micers. They just, it just, I could not, this thing was two hours and 30 minutes. Whoa. I could knock an hour off it. It was too long. Yeah, it was I could knock long. an hour off it in dialogue. I go, just start at, just start at the funeral. There, start right there. Now we're going. Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah, that, that set piece, that action scene. Yeah, that would have been. Just get yeah. me right into it, dude. I don't need dialogue. And it's just like. When you and, and this is my favorite thing. They got Colin Farrell as an ugly guy. Like that's brave shit. Like it's just it's literally heartthrobs versus nerds. That's every CW movie. That is Hollywood. Let's take quote unquote heartthrobs, have them fight evil nerds. That is every fucking anyways, am I just going off on weird tangents? I can't wait to hear the comments. Paul Dano's for sure an evil nerd type. You're right about that. The guy who played the the Riddler. Right? And it's just like I, I like that kid normally. Didn't like what he was doing there. Just he was act. I felt you're right. It was, it, the pieces they wasn't cohesive. The pieces no, didn't come it together, wasn't right? at yeah. all. And it was just like, oh, this is what this type of character does. So I'm going to try doing that. At least Snyder had you know a unique vision. You know, I don't still don't think his stuff quite worked. But at least it was a take. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you knew it was like, hey, this is a Snyder thing. Like like Zoe Kravitz. Are you like yes, yes? 
Yes. Until she starts talking. Yeah. Right? I mean, but it's just like a pouty hot face girl. Yeah. It was like, this was like, to me, like the acting of Botox. Like everybody had Botox and no one showed any actual, the only person who showed any real range in this movie was fucking John Totoro. That's it. Oh, he's so he's good, dude. He's, he's the only he's one. Good, yeah. And like you have Robert Patter, Patterson, whatever Patterson. his name, Patton, for, and John Patterson. Totoro in a fucking movie, and it's like an actor talking to a mannequin. <laughs> yeah, he suffered by comparison. You're right. Yeah, Pattinson does. It's just, I love the Lighthouse. Lighthouse was great, but the problem. Oh, he was good in that. Yeah, you're right. Willem Dafoe is so fucking good in that uh -huh. that there's no way you can fuck that movie up because there's only two parts. Yeah. The whole movie is two people. This, that movie's a fucking head trip, Sam. You, so you, it's it's Robert, and it's just him and Willem Dafoe in a lighthouse, like slowly devolving, you know, mentally. It's incredible. And but, he's good in it. He's a good yeah, actor. Yeah, he's in good. It? Don't you think he's good? In is it him? the black and white one? Yeah, yeah uh -huh. he holds his own. Oh, that's a, that's I had a whole new respect for him after seeing that. Me but too. again, it, it's just Willem Dafoe so fucking good. <laughs> uh -huh. That was a disturbing movie. I saw it theater. Yeah, it's, like, oh, it's disturbing. But it's and great. I, you know, it's just like, and I wanted to go into this movie liking it, but I just felt like he made a, a choice, and it just didn't. Like, look, look at the smile he's got right there. Right, that showed up nowhere in this movie. Nowhere in this movie. It was like... Well, you see him there in the movie in the bottom left. Yeah, in the bottom left, there. his whole face is trying to figure out who farted. That's the whole movie. <laughs> his whole face is like, which one of you motherfuckers farted? Which one of you guys farted? And I guess it was. It had to be a choice, right? To just do that. Yeah, yeah. because what he's done is watch all these other movies and all the... I'm a serious actor in a Batman movie. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to take serious... I'm going to bring serious energy to this movie. And it's just like... Batman's charismatic until he's not, and then he's kicking everybody's ass. Even like Bale, you know, at first got a lot of shit for that. I'm Batman. What the fuck? I'm gonna kill everybody. And that voice he was doing. Yeah. And then by the end of it, people were like, "Yeah, okay, that's Batman." Now. But the notion that this guy's like in the top three. At least he tried something. I don't think. No, 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 no. I mean, that's well, just. Well, it's, it's okay. So Keaton for me is one, and then and then Bale. Although you could argue that. Then, then who's the third guy? Val well, Kilmer, Kilmer walked away because he didn't find any. It wasn't fun for him. Kilmer's like, I'm an actor, man. Can I just I wear this suit and then I hang out with a girl like a hot chick? Yeah. You know, ready to make. Uh, I mean, the George Clooney, who I lost a lot of respect for, it wasn't that bad. I guess those movies are just so bad. <laughs> hey, do you think she you were going to come on the show movie. talking Batman movie today? Yeah, <laughs> So Derailed. so, what else we got? I I want to get in this uh, Smedley Butler stuff. Uh, and can I ask you one thing though, Sam, real yeah. quick. You can talk about anything you want. Well, it's so uh, in 1980, Reagan survives that curse. He's elected in 1980. He survives the curse, gets to leave office, although with dementia, and he dies poorly, as everyone with dementia does. Uh, George W. Bush still alive. Did have an assassination attempt. Did get a shoe thrown at him. By the way, that guy's out of jail too. By the way. Oh, he just um, got out of jail. I mean, that was a great throw, though, dude. That was a great throw. And as much as I hate George Bush, I liked his duck. Yeah, there's a lot to take into account, like the dynamics of throwing a shoe. You know, you got to be like, okay, it's going to flip out my hand. You know, he did a good job. And like, I'm with you. And like, I wish we had the camera angle the other way so yeah. we could just see what... Is going through I would go to the theaters thing. just to watch that in 3D, you know, just to watch <laughs> that shoe like come at your face. Like, oh, do you yeah. think he practiced? 
Like, no, you you, you a, think he went in there knowing I'm going to throw a shoe at this motherfucker? You can talk to this guy. He's out. Oh, now. yeah. There's he's like an oral history of it on the internet. Yeah. I read some so story. Get him it. as guest on this show, man. Holy shit. I would love that. But it's like every moment, like, at what point do you decide to do that? So they throw it. Do- he ducks. He's just got like George Bush's face painted on his wall at home. Actually, is that what you're thinking? Like he's yeah, throwing that he's shoe. Uh, yeah, because it was like such a great day. shot. It was such a great like, shot. Like Papa, what are you doing? Don't go away, Dad. <laughs> Papa, Papa's focusing. I was gonna do, but my friend started calling me gay, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not gay, dude. I'll throw my shoe at the president." You don't understand. Uh, the last thing on the tip of canoe one, though, just a quick question for you. Uh, what year was Joe Biden elected? Oh, shit. It's 2020. The maybe, the curse could still be going here, folks. Maybe Trump's like, Phew, at least I don't got that 2020 thing. <laughs> I, and if there's anybody who seems to be being set up for that, it is Joe Biden. Oh, he's, he's, oh, totally. he's, he's scapegoated like no one else. I, I, I feel that if... if Camel Toe Harris could show any signs of being competent, they would figure out a way to switch her in. But she is so, like, the bar is so low for intelligence in that level, and she is still somehow bottoming out. Like, like her laughter. She's crazy. Yeah, when, when she can't answer is so gone. Now, dude, full full disclosure, I couldn't name you anything. It, like I was in that role. Be like, so what do you think of the premiere? Blah blah blah. Uh, I mean, I, I yeah, think, but you haven't set yourself up to run. No, one hundred percent. So I, you know, I like I have to understand. Like, you know, the whole notion of punching up and punching down. I am severely punching <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, you shouldn't be within a standard deviation of her, though. Really, yeah. and you are, which is, is, is concerning to everybody <laughs> in the country. It seems like it used to be that when you picked a vice president, though. That it was about trying to get somebody like, okay, cool. So this guy's from the Midwest. So we need somebody from the South, balance yeah. out the ticket, try to yep. win the electoral college. And then recently, it seems like it's just assassination proof. We're like, all right, like, people hated Trump, but they're like, this Pence guy. I don't know. That's not, it's not a great look for him. And then now no one's going to touch Biden because we're all fearful of Kamala Harris. Yeah. You know I mean, I mean? like, he's almost so smart. Be like, yeah, you get rid of me. This is what you have to deal with. <laughs> so you better protect me at all costs. So I mean, funny. he's a garbage man. And you like, think he did that? You think, yo, they're going to keep me in if I put a dumb bitch under me. She had 1% in yeah, the primary, right? She was completely unelectable yeah. and then somehow or other gets put on the ticket. Like Part of it, too, is helping to get the black vote. You know, I think that's some of it. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right. I mean, they had that chick from South Carolina that People was almost. What's that? Black people hate Kamala. Well, that was, yeah, they miscount. But when have the Democrats ever been in touch with that kind of thing? They yeah, have but, no idea how they come off. No, I'm with you on that. Black, like, but the on social media, black people loved her. It was so fucking weird. And that's what who the Democrats think are most black people are on social media. But really, most black people don't even touch Twitter. You know, they're don't even live in their lives like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah right? They it's, do a lot of watching. They do, they, they're on there, but they're not. Not Twitter, Twitter though. They're on, yeah. you know, they're on like Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Killing it it's with just, the re- like black comics love relationships. Just journalists material, talking right? to each Have other. Have you noticed like every yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. video yeah, is so about right. dating? Like yeah. everyone, and that's so interesting, dude, dude. Because I don't know if you noticed this, but this Jordan Peterson movies that are coming out, it's so different than what 
we've seen Hollywood crank out in terms I, I'm of, not familiar with this. What what is it? It was like I we went and saw the movie last night, meme off the grid. And dude, there were twenty fucking literally movie uh move, movie previews. I've never seen this many. That's so funny, because I was ten minutes late for it, and I feel like I missed ten minutes of Batman. I, I think they must have shown mine without previews. So it's a documentary coming out about him? No, no, no. There's a there, uh, not Jordan Peterson. I met Jordan Peele. Uh, Jordan Peele. Oh, oh, his new oh movie okay. Oh, okay. Out. okay. Sorry, totally guys. Totally different vibe now. Totally <laughs> different vibe. <laughs> totally different vibe. But what's not us? The new I one. I know that's what coming you're talking out. about. Not yeah. even. No. Nope. 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 That's it. Which is, is just like black people saying, "Nope, I'm out." Yeah. That's yeah. literally what that means. It is, it is. Don't play. Oh yeah, we're not on Insta. We're on yeah. YouTube, so it doesn't matter. We can do but, whatever we want. Yeah. But. It is so different from the future, what we've seen, what Hollywood thinks the black community wants in their in their entertainment. This is such a fucking 180 from that, in my humble opinion. It starts out, you're like, okay, here we go, another, it's dancing, and then, dude, it just gets into, like, alien butt probing, right? Which is like, when was the last time you saw that? In anything, Jordan um, wait for Jordan Peterson to jump out. Did you clean yeah. your room? <laughs> Did you clean your room? My daughter's hot. His daughter, His daughter, his daughter is, is hot. hot. Yeah, yeah. She is hot, dog. Big time. Big time. <laughs> Did you clean your room? Wait, do you think this Jordan this Jordan Peele thing is good though? Right? I think it's great. Yeah, me too. For in humble, I mean, this is gonna sound so stupid, but I think it's great for b- black entertainment. Because they've been so like pigeonholed in this su- certain way of doing it, right? I mean, like, so if you watch stand-up comedy, right, KP? Like, when 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 a black comic doesn't do your typical, let's say, quote unquote, urban comedy show, they oh, yeah. mostly just play white rooms. There was uh, I worked with um, Ali Sadiq all week in a stress factory. He's and, great, um, dude. He's great. He's definitely, people were not ready for him at first. Like you could just watch them. It was, you know, cause he's so low energy. And then a lot of it is just very well thought out nuanced points. And, you know, maybe he throws in a motherfucker and, you know, a couple of, you know, bombs here and there just to let everybody know it's still a show. But um, <laughs> the crowd was definitely, they were saying, this is not, um, this guy's not coming out here. There will be no dance moves. There will be no stool humping. There will be, this is, this is a different kind of cat. It so is it's been a cool to watch him operate. Yeah. And I think he's super important to that. And I think that's a very important thing, dude. It's like, I mean, so, so have I told this story before about how I was having a talk with my good friend, David Deary, and we were discussing entertainment and I was discussing about how I go to hip hop shows and a lot of the crowd is white. But then I go to rock shows and like I was saw Guns N' Roses. I, no, I saw I saw at ACDC at Dodger Stadium, and there was one black couple in the entire hmm. stadium. And I go, "Why is that?" Do he goes, "Well, it's because white music sucks. Black music's just better." And I go, "Listen, David. Uh, at at the what? time I was 46 years old. I go, I'm 46 years old, David, and I can tell you without a doubt that is the dumbest 
thing I've ever heard in my life. Of all, I mean, I'm a dick joke, drug addict comic who's done nothing but stupid. And the fact that you reign supreme with that statement is so dumb. And it's basically because they have been isolated and bombarded with a certain type of fucking entertainment to keep them separated. I'm sorry. We know it's with hip hop. We know it's with kind of, it's done purposefully. In my humble opinion. It's and, also, I mean, th- those genres couldn't survive without white people, you know, because we're, you know, what, what blacks are, what, 12% of the country? Yeah, right. You know I mean? But the point is, it's like, dude, if I, if you listed all your, fa- if you have white people list all their favorite acts, what percentage of them are black? A lot of them. A large percentage, anywhere from, I'd say, 30 to 40 to 50 to 60, 70%. You know who kills in front of whites? Ian Edwards. Yeah, they love him. Like but he's also someone could go play the other one too. But he does. Yeah, because he's quiet. He's he's relaxed. You wouldn't expect that vibe. And then he's. A, but if you go yeah. to a black, if you go black people, who's your favorite act? What is it? A hundred percent, ninety five, ninety percent black. Maybe you get a Justin Timberlake in there once in a while, <laughs> or a fucking Eminem once in a while. But outside of that, like to me, that is done purposefully. That is done purposefully to keep you isolated in a fucking echo chamber. So it's so easy to weaponize that. If all your it's like it's like my friend Marcus when he was deciding to go to college. He was it was between Washington or a, a, an all black college. And his dad's like, who's black, is like, that's not life, all black college. You're not gonna live in an all-black world. You're gonna be interacting with that. This is where you're supposed to learn how to interact with everybody of different backgrounds. That's my humble opinion. I'll tell you that's where you'll recognize a real racist there. Yeah, that's where you're <laughs> like, okay, that's a real racist, yeah. not this the you know, and it's like I was, I was, I talk to myself a lot, KP. Like a lot. <laughs> and I was having this really in-depth conversation with myself. And I was discussing about how in, 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 the, in the racial discussion between blacks and whites, how 90% of the people just want to get along. They just want to get along. That's all they really want to do is get along. But you got this 5% on each end that just muck it up and weaponize it. And on the, on the right, the white side, is a group of people who refuse to admit there's in there's uh, institutional bigotry, right? They don't want to look into any of that. And they've convinced themselves it never existed, right? And then there's on the other side, you have a group of people who refuse to admit that we've come so far with civil rights that we get along way better than, than the people who are opportunists in that genre, Right. And they're, they're like, that's why you have that one professor goes on fucking uh, real time and just can't stop saying a, a million fucking words. Like, if words cost money, that guy would file bankruptcy every other day. <laughs> and he was just saying, he's just like, it is institutional. And you're like, who are you? Michael Eric Dyson. Yeah. And he just never wants to admit that we've come a long way until Bill Maher presses him. Right? I mean, like, it's just kind of crazy, dude. It's like we're living in crazy times right now. But in comedy, I mean, like, I just think that we're seeing more and more and more and more the underground is growing. 
What is that you think? Is it because many black people, especially in academia, have identified with that kind of oppression, and, and so if it's gone, then they're like, "What? What is my cause now? You know, what am I? What? Do you, what? What is the?" I th- I kind of like what you're saying there too. I always thought it was this way too, where anybody who's overly progressive when they start to see that the cause that they care about is having a positive effect and moving forward. They then also in the back of their minds start being like Marty McFly and seeing themselves disappear. <laughs> the yeah. So, yeah. Oh shit, we're going to solve this problem. They don't need me anymore. You know, I That's couldn't so agree funny. more, dude. Like how many people that you see go up on stage in, in New York and LA, if they could fix all the fucking, oppression problems how many do you think would really want to do that how many people do you really think want change or do they enjoy the status quo but they want to get theirs it's uh i mean you're eliminating a perspective too that's the where it gets even goofier because uh yeah there's some great ideas out there it's just a lot of people either can't implement them or they 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 think um the worst is the people who think that i'm going to use my comedy to reach these people and create the message. And you're just like, all right, can you, you can do that. Just we get a couple jokes in there too, man. <laughs> it ain't all truth to power, you know? And there's just so many people that we just don't like someone like me. I I'm really open about all the things that have happened to me. I'm pretty much an open book with that. I slowly, if there's anything left, we'll get it all out, you know? Uh, but so many people, the narrative uh, that push this narrative of how hard it is to be them, don't ever tell you where they're coming from. And like so much of it is just a giant, just lie, in my humble opinion. It's it's just like, so some guy did a whole study on even like Black Hollywood, which is very much like pushing these narrative. So many of these people you see at the front of the line in front of the camera went to Ivy League schools, went to private schools. Like that one Kamel Bell, his special is called Private School Negro. I mean, right there, I'm like, I can't, I don't need to hear anything from you. You're going to a private school? Like, I think about that all the time. Like, my daughter's like, I'm hustling my ass off. They're going to go to a private school probably. Because they don't want them to get indoctrinated with this cultural Marxism stuff. Like, they're going to have it way easier than I did. And I get nervous that they're going to have it too easy. Yeah, I worry about that with my nephew because they're thinking about putting him in private school too. And I, I, did you ever meet anybody growing up who was from private school who wasn't a little soft or off or something? You know what I mean? Well, I think that's what the, that's like the handshake in entertainment now. Yeah. It's not like oh Jews run Hollywood. It's not Jews, man. It's literally private school kids. They're running <laughs> everything. They just know the shake. It's like the limp wrist, like oh lobster boy well, shake. Well, now it's either homeschooled or private school. Yeah, I mean that's those are your options. Yeah, oh, dude, there's no way the, the private school. I mean homeschool. But you're not doing public school. No, I mean, like, I mean, unless it's one of those where it's like, it's a great public school. But it's like, it's kind of crazy, you man. You try to, I, I mean, I guess the answer is to try to find a, a private school that's maybe bigger, you know, where you get a little more socialization. That's the move, right? I just feel like you, you got to go through it to get to it, right? Like, like, it's very important that you don't, I mean, like, I think, like, you know, I've talked about this on my, la- uh, on my, uh, Zero show. It's like they want to get rid of poverty. Like poverty is so important to help people change their lives. 
it's like, it's like, I know like, what dude, were you poor? No, my parents hustled, dude. They fucking hustled. But if my, if my, if my dad didn't hustle, I might not be here doing 90 fucking podcasts. Then they think the government helps them out. Oh, minimum rate. Uh, I put up the minimum wage. Look at gas. It doesn't matter what minimum wage is when gas is going up. Yeah. I mean, people just don't realize like the price because they see a dollar bill, right? They're like, oh my God, look at this, dude. Look at this. Like, they're like a dollar. This is a dollar. A dollar never changes. You're like, no, the physical dollar never changes. The value of this is constantly going down, right? This can't buy you a gallon of gas anymore. You used to be able to buy you a gallon car. of gas. You used to be able to buy you a car, damn it. Chips. My grandfather used to get, he'd go. Chips? Chips. Chips are $2 now. My dad used oh. to give me a dollar, like literally a dollar and be like, go buy chips. You know, as a little kid, you, all you need was a dollar. Now yeah. it's not that. It's two oh nine to buy a bag of chips. My grandfather would go back and he'd get a train back and forth to town, a movie theater, a movie theater ticket, a, a drink, and a bag of popcorn for a nickel. His pops would send him to town with a nickel. Damn. What's in New York right now? Oh, it's uh, it's ridiculous, man. The uh, so th- this one's kind of amusing to me. You ever deal with people who um, they, they deny inflation or something like that, or like you were saying, like a dollar's a dollar, right? And then yeah, you're like, all right, but it's also, you know, as soon as it's all based off faith. So you're like, all of a sudden we're bringing a religious aspect into whether or not our currency has any value. That's terrifying, right? <laughs> but it's goofy. I think it was what four fifty today for uh, for gas, and I drive a little Kia Soul because I don't know if you guys know I'm a huge gay guy. Um, but, uh, it was the Kia soul thing. If I, if I had a pickup truck still, I'd be done. So man, I'd be losing all the money that I make doing comedy on the weekends. Do There's not no move to LA, bro. If you're worried yeah. about fucking four fifty, bro, we have, dude, I'm from the six Oh seven. And I, the first time in my life, I saw six Oh seven and got angry. <laughs> I mean, it is $6 and six, some places pushing seven. Some places. Uh, they say this is just the beginning. They say this is just the beginning? Mm-hmm. Because <sighs> they're saying this was before the whole Russia-Ukraine thing happened. Which is such bullshit, dude. It's just, we're sitting on barrels and barrels and barrels of oil, and he doesn't want to release it because he's punishing us right now. They, they're just trying to break us. I'm getting to the point where I think that Biden is, uh, I mean, he's not making any decisions, really. Uh, you're yeah. now getting to that? Well, no, but I, what I'm saying, you're saying you're blaming on him, and I, I don't think he's. I just think he's. Well, a when you passenger. say him, it's the people who control yeah. the narrative. Yeah, because he's a, just a passenger. He's he's got no agency. We're just living in crazy ass. He time. can barely deliver the speeches at this point. I mean, God, the State of the Union was such a mess. If George W. Bush had flubbed Ukrainian uh, and yeah. said Iranian yeah. during the State of the Union. I'm telling you, John Stewart's head would explode uh-huh. and there'd be an hour special on the daily show of them just covering that nonstop. And I can't believe it. No one's really touching it. It's, it's weird when I do Biden jokes out here, cause it's not even like I want to talk about them, but if you're leaving all of that meat on the bone for me, <laughs> and no one else is, I'm like, uh, do you think I'm not going to talk about that shit? Like it's, <laughs> it's weird, man. It's very confusing. And it does confuse me too. We were talking about how everything's cyclical. Um, it took about 15 years but right now, Democrats are huge fans of what George W. Bush used to be because they literally elected him and they're defending him right now, 15 years later. Uh, Biden is a George W. Bush reboot, but with diversity. 
That's all they added. They added a, a strong black female character to the mix. So it's a reboot. Basically, and, and I know we're in the, the, I'm in Kevin Smith's, one of his studios over here. And it's, um, they just did that whole Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And they're like, oh, it's uh, younger and with diversity. That's a reboot versus a remake. And I think that's what we're dealing with right now with Biden. And uh, That's in, so uh, interesting, dude. That's so <laughs> fucking interesting, man. And, and I'm going to tell you something. If Bush had fubbed something like that on that level, we may not have gone into Iraq. I really do believe him fubbing up and having such a bad State of the Union really hurt any attempt to get America into wanting to go to war with the Ukraine. Fubbing that up, yeah. you're like, oh, fuck this guy. We're not, what? You're gonna get, you want us to go send our sons and daughters to die for this shit? Get the fuck out of here, dude. I really do think that hurt this war movement. I, I am so over blue check marks pushing for war. They'll never want, they'll never fight. Like, if you want war, you should be the first one to go over there. You should. I'm embarrassed. That, you, you also don't think they don't know what they're talking about. Like when they say no fly zone, they don't really understand that. That means if they fly, we have to shoot them down. And that means World War III. No, they want that. Yeah. Dude, did you, you see Jimmy Dore's video? He had a Florida Republican. Yeah. She's like, I am for it all. No fly zone. No, nothing. He's like, you don't want a fly zone? She's like, I don't want a fly zone. He goes, do you know what that means? She goes, I don't know what that means. See, they don't know what it means. A lot of my friends are like, no fly zone. My sister was like, no fly zone. That means, I'm like, that means if they go up there, we have to shoot them. And do you know that that's going to piss off Putin? And that's not our business, first of all. Dude, you're 100% correct. I don't so think they know. I there's just, so many opportunities for accidents and war zones like that when you have just, even if they don't intend to cause a catastrophe, you know, it could trigger the next, you know, world war. Uh, accidentally, you know, shooting down a Russian plane or them actually yeah, accidentally I'm, shooting dude, down an ally plane. Dude, listen to me. Everything going on right now with Biden is is what Hillary would have done. She, this is literally them doing the Hillary playbook that she couldn't get in to do. Yeah. She was going to do this with with uh, Syria. Except so they would be her decisions. So you think this? Oh yeah, but yeah. she would be like, she. He, they wouldn't even wait this long. No. Day one, no fly zone, Syria, kill everybody. So you're saying this would have happened if Hillary would have won during Trump? We would have already been in World War Three. Whatever the whatever's yep. going on now. Yep, because Russia was protecting Syria. People don't realize it. It's not just going to war. And Johnny, it's not just going to war with Russia. And I know Johnny, you were talking about how you believe that they're lying to us. That 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 you really don't think that Russia's army is that powerful. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I disagree with that. I think one hundred percent they're trying to lull us in to that we are. This is going to be a quick war. Oh no! Well, that's a, now that's a big, quite a different thing. Saying it's a quick war versus their army not because Afghanistan. What kind of army did they have, and how long did we win that war? No, no. There's a difference between it being a, I that that's a whole different thing. If you're trying to subjugate a people or whatever, but I no. If you look at Russia, I mean, think about their their economy. Where 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 are they getting the money to develop? You know, cutting edge tech. I I just don't think. I think that would just be a bunch of American drones flying around, dropping dropping See, tanks. I've seen this article where it says that uh, ninety percent of nukes are are 
belong to Russia that's and the, the United problem. States. That's the problem. the news, yeah. And that's literally, that's, they own more than we do technically, as what this article says. The, the concern is whether or not they're keeping up with them. Yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. I still have uh, a bunch of friends. I, I was in the Navy. I didn't do anything crazy. They never really gave me any responsibility. Um, I was telling jokes on a ship, but it was fascinating to me that I still have friends that are in military intelligence who are telling me um, they knew almost to the day when Putin was going to make the move on the Ukraine. And it was mostly based off of weather. So he had to do it while the ground was still frozen out there in order to make the move into the Ukraine with the tanks and you know the other armaments and stuff like that. Because as soon as it starts to thaw out over there, that mud becomes almost like a natural barrier, like a mm. moat to protect the Ukraine because you can't do shit out there. Interesting. So they knew almost to the day when it was going to happen. They're like, there's a 96-hour window here where Putin's probably going to make his move. What do you and, think of the Russian military then? What have, I mean, do you, is it as, as impressive as made out to be? Or? Uh, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't discount them. I think they're going to be – it's a much more organized effort than – uh, you made a reference to Afghanistan earlier, so well, no, no. Well, my my point was in saying that was I wasn't saying that they're equivalent to Afghanistan. I was just saying that even if the Russian military is you know using a bunch of outdated equipment, we could still be there fighting them forever. Is is was my point? Not not no, nowhere equivalent to Afghanistan, of course. Yeah, the uh, the only good thing would be that uh, it, the idea of repelling them out of the Ukraine that's a much easier job than you know. Uh, I mean, how many people have to try to fight a land war in Russia during the winter before we realize? Yeah, that yeah, really. But I, I guess that if if it did get to that, I don't. You think the war would spill over into Eastern Europe? Sure. I mean, the rest of Eastern Europe. Yeah, they got to. Um, there needs to be other people at play here too. And I, I didn't realize this until not too long ago. Russia's economy is not. I think their economy is on the similar size to like Italy. So yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. How do they have this military? If- well, they spend big, man. I had a teacher that went over to a um, uh, really cool guy. I won't say his name just because he'll be mad that I said it on a conspiracy show. <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, really cool dude. Um, and he went over to, uh, he was a hockey coach at the, the school as well. And he had a CCCP jersey on one day. And uh, I knew that from clerks. You know what I mean? So I yeah, was mad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what that's all about. And he goes, do you really though? And he's like, I went to the USSR just as it had fallen. And he was telling this great story about going into an escalator, this really, really long-ass escalator going down into a subway station. And behind the escalator was this giant-ass door. And he asked the guy, he goes, what's, this, what's that door for over there? And he goes, oh, that's a nuclear fallout shelter. So if the nukes are dropped, and this was like fresh out of the 80s, um, he goes, if the nukes were dropped, um, all the people here who are trapped in the subway cars, they can all gather here for safety as the fallout happens and we figure out what's the next move. So they actually bankrupted themselves as the Soviet Union out of fear for what Ronald Reagan was going to do because they really did fear the cowboy over there. Dude, you want to get into like what Oliver Stone talked about, about with how we handled this and how basically Ronald Reagan had every opportunity to, in fact, stop the Cold War. And just like the fucking American losers that they are, they fucking... (laughs) They they just they just purposely didn't let it happen. What what you mean is they could have gracefully welcomed Russia into the the you know the community of the world, right? And instead, they chose to bring them to their knees and destroy the destroy and the economy. I also right? remember, and maybe I'm wrong, us sending aid to Russia while we were in this giant fucking arms race with them. I'm like, why are we sending aid to the we people? Send aid all over the yeah, yeah so and stupid. it's just like then you just realize that they need like russia 
is like, they go back and forth from Russia and North Korea to get us scared and ra- ra- rattle rouse so they can... That's why I doubt Russia's military strength, because they're trying to play it up and make us afraid of them. And anytime they're trying to do that, I just doubt the... Okay. What's the only reason them. I'm agreeing with Johnny is because if they were so powerful, they would have took over the Ukraine like it ain't nothing. Yeah, that's true. Too. Although I did... I will say this, actually. I heard Because they that, know it's can World I, can War III, too. I heard that the Russians... Well, what what we've seen on the ground in Russia is none of their like top flight tech. It, apparently, because you know they always you know you, they have these very public like air shows and shit, yeah. and they they aren't apparently deploying any of their top flight tanks or, or tech on the ground in Ukraine. I don't know why. There's also reported this week that they were asking the Chinese for military assistance. The Russians were like equipment and stuff, which is that's so weird that the Russians do they really need it. Need that kind of help from China? Is I, that real? I think they're just doing it to make it sure that they they're those are allies. Yeah, it could be a test, I guess. Test yeah. just to be like, look, you are you with us or not? Send they us did some arms. say, yeah, they did say uh, what last year that they had an unlimited partnership between China and Russia. China, Russia, and Iran. Yeah, they're, they're they have a military unlimited, and they get the oil from them. They have a, a military uh, agreement that if one gets hacked, they all they all defend them. That's the whole thing. So you ask, why aren't they bringing out all this craziness? Well, because Russia knows if the Ukraine pops off, World War Three literally. But wouldn't happened. it be better if they just swept through it really quickly and knocked it on the head? And no, because they wanted to be diplomat. In my humble opinion, for asking me, yeah. they want to end diplomatically. But wouldn't, Nobody- it, wouldn't it maybe be in a better position for it to end diplomatically if they held all the you know the the key land? You know? I personally think. And what do I know? Negotiate I'm, for strength from strength or get I'm crushed a every Dick time. Joe comic with a drug and porn addiction. So take everything with a grain <laughs> of salt. But what I am telling you is that that they don't like they want this over. Russia. Yeah. They they just like, hey dude, get rid of the bio labs. You're not joining NATO. That's as long it. as you do that, we're not going to have problems with you. Leave these Russians alone because based on everything, they're ethnically cleansing these Russian-speaking Ukrainians. So that's what I've heard. But that's what Russia's doing too. Russia's sending Russians into the Ukraine to make it more Russian. That's possible as that's, well. Yeah, and then the vote will be like, oh, we want to be Russian. Now if 50%, 50... Like in an- Crimea. Yeah, it's another... Although Crimea was given to Ukraine by Nikita Khrushchev, who was Ukrainian. That you know, that's the background there. It wasn't a part of Ukraine. And then Nikita Khrushchev said, Oh, I'll give you a Ukraine. How about that? And so that would just be kind of going back to status quo. Yeah, go Crimea. back to what it was. I, I listen, dude, I, I, I make no illusions that Putin is a good guy in any way. But I also know that the United States is the biggest the US military industrial complex is the biggest scumbags on the planet, and we've committed war crimes. And I watch these fucking... Dude, like, what percentage of guests on Bill Maher's show do you think have actually been punched in the face in their life? It's a low, it's a low number. Yeah. It's got to be next to zero. Yeah, it's like a- They're all look like they, they... It's like my whole theory about intelligence versus smarts. They're just dealing in data. They have no experience with it whatsoever. You know, I don't know. We'll see, dude. Do you want to get into some Jack Parsons? Because and then I, I don't want, I don't want to keep you here if you, if you got to get out. It looked like you. Are you okay on time? Oh, we're good now. We moved something around. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I want to get into the dark arts of Jack Parsons because 
This leads into all this rocket shit that we're just talking about right now. <laughs> uh, you know, it's very interesting, dude, because you have this push by conspiracy theorists who on the far, far right uh, are very homophobic, right? Very homophobic. And, uh, and I think that homophobia leads to um, people being pushed farther into the closet. Right, so you have all these religious. I, I I tell you, man, I go to most of these red states. They're not homophobic, in my humble opinion. I was talking to somebody today. They're like, "Oh man, I'm really supportive of of gays because you know they push back on you know bullying stuff like that because they were bullied." And I go, "I mean, today, today, I mean, like, I think, like, I'm a drug act. What do you think's easier to come out to your parents that you're you're gay or you like doing drugs?" <laughs> Right? Yeah. Fuck. I think it's way easier to be in like LA, I'm gay. In LA, definitely gay. I dude, I I travel to I I try I like listen, dude. Again, the laws of the universe is you have duality in everything. So this notion that you're gonna get 100 percent get rid of any kind of bigotry is never gonna happen. It just doesn't exist. It's not possible. It's like that's not how the universe. There will always be dark. When there's light. Now, sometimes there's more dark. Sometimes there's less dark. But you're always going to have somebody who's like, faggots, right? I yeah. mean, like, it's, you're, you're just going to have it. You know where it happened? In that show, A uh, Dope Sick. Remember the, the the daughter was a lesbian? Yeah. And then she becomes a cra- uh, heroin addict, and her mom's like, I don't give a fuck that you're lesbian no more. Yeah, and that's exactly. when you notice, like, yo, they don't give a fuck at, at the end of the I'm day. I'm not saying there isn't bigotry or kids don't say mean shit. Kids say mean shit. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not trying to trivialize people's trauma. But this notion, again, that's the 1950s or we're in Saudi Arabia where they're chucking gays off of buildings, right? Like, that's not where like, we live in right like, now. Don't you love it when, like, an old gay guy says, I was, I'm really gay. Yeah. I went through the gay shit. Yeah. You're living in, it ain't nothing. I used to get thrown shit at me. Yeah. Dude, you if you put, like, your your favorite your favorite your sex in your bio, okay, of your social media account, right? It, it there's no it's not the same thing. Yeah. Am I wrong? Your thoughts, KP? Well, up here in New York and New Jersey, if you're a little bit right of center, like I am on a lot of stuff, um, registered libertarian too, by the way, but. Uh, if you're right of center on some stuff, if you, I kind of wondered if in the 1960s being gay is kind of like being uh, a Republican in a blue state right now. Where you <laughs> kind of, you know what I mean, you're looking over your shoulder before you say anything. If there maybe like, if you see like a little bumper sticker on a wall, there's a symbol. So, you know, it's a friendly bar you can go to and all the other people are going to be like-minded over there. You know, uh, our gay bars are Elks Lodges and VFWs. But dude, that's so funny, dude. <laughs> Psst, this is a, this My sister, like, she um, she has not uh, come out to me yet as gay, uh, and I was the best man at her wedding to a lady a year ago. So I think it's a phase, <laughs> but we'll see what. <laughs> uh, uh, stuff, like uh, she's mad cool, and so many people were so accepting of her when she came out as gay, and she was. I remember she had the fear in her that people were going to treat her different, and then the there is more good than bad in this world, man. And people are just like, yeah, cool. We kind of knew it. Nobody cares. <laughs> you should show. You, this you will find people that care. You should show this clip to Chris Neff. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should. Johnny's very a good thing sad. or a bad thing? Am I going to get a, a death threat coming no, soon? No, 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 no. If you're lucky, you're killing it. So <laughs> you're doing really well, so you probably will get death threats. That's kind of how it works. Uh, it's a dream. Industry that we're in. But Jack Parsons was a uh, Satanist into sex magic and the occult. Uh, Anybody friend, with that mustache, I tell you. Yeah, is 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 definitely shoved weird stuff up his <laughs> yeah. butt. There's no way you have that <laughs> hair and that mustache that. and not turn your fucking, you not just stuffed your prison wallet. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> they took his likeness too for um, Tony Stark's father in the uh, the Avengers movies. Oh damn, they did, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Straight up ripped that off. Yeah, I mean because the, like yeah. It's all dark art shit. So you got Jack Parsons with the par- Jack, with the Parsons jet propulsion, right? Is that what it's called still? No, yeah. it's uh, JPL, yeah. right? JPL. JPL. So then he's friends with L. Ron Hubbard, who ends up... Even before that, even before that, he was boys with Aleister Crowley, the world's most wicked man. So that was the guy who was doing like the, I forget what the cult's name was. It was like the something of the sun or whatever. No, it's, uh, we've talked Thalema. about, it's Lima, Thalema. It's yeah, OTO, Thalema. right? Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's a couple of different, but yes, there's also the order of the whatever the fuck. I can't, I can never remember. Of the right. fucking nerd dorks, right? Bunch of rich kids hanging around paying touch butt. It's, it's what it was, man. Ordo, all about Orientist, yeah. OTO, yeah. What's that? Oh, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. That's what. Oh, we yeah, the about. Golden Dawn. But this is how bad L. Ron Hubbard was. Alistair Crowley was warning Jack Parsons, dude, stay away from that guy. He's bad energy, right? <laughs> like, how bad do you have to be for <laughs> fucking Alistair Crowley being like, dude, I wouldn't hang out with that that's guy. Impressive. He looks trouble. I do heroin and we have blood orgies. But listen, this guy's giving me the willies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he warned him, too, because he was saying, like, Crowley truly believed Parsons was doing the good work. And then Parsons fell hook, line, and sinker for L. Ron Hubbard coming in there and be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm the prophet, guys. I'm, and uh, also, can I borrow a little bit of money? And can your girlfriend come with me to Florida to start a yacht company? That makes me laugh. I, I wonder if prophets work at, like, open micers. Like, they just go around fine-tuning their prophecies uh, yeah. and their spirits. Spiels. I mean, because you have all these guys kind of, this guy's hanging out with L. Ron Hubbard, Alistair Crowley, where they all just hanging out. And, hey, dude, you got five minutes. Go up there. Working, and wild like, up. working colleges or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll be fire. Join my group, the touch butt demons. We, you know, they're just like, I wouldn't call it touch butt, dude. Try to, you have buddies writing punchlines for you. Workshopping stuff. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, workshop. They get together like writers groups, you know, and meet and like bounce ideas off. Going each other. down to the fourth wall, working yeah. at is the gateway to the heavens you're like okay dude i think that'll work dude. they got their own oh, dojo no. yeah <laughs> you gotta put that you gotta put it in levels man you gotta, you gotta hide some of the stuff the really weird stuff's gotta be in the third level yeah bro. dude you're giving all of it all away bro and then if someone makes it the fourth level it could just be fully just Batch it crazy because most people aren't going to even make it, dude. Just scribble some shit on a paper. Just hand them fortune cookie shit and they'll be fine with it because they'll be so deep into it. But yeah, man, he's hanging out with he's hanging out with Alsa Crowley, L. Ron Hubbard, and uh, into sex magic, right? That was, uh, yeah, I actually have a buddy of mine who does do like um, 
what's it, astral charts and stuff like that. And he was telling me, actually, he's pretty, he cracked me up too. I told him when the album's coming out and he goes, uh, he goes, Oh, uh, uh, let me look up the charts and find out if that's a good weekend for your album to come out. I was like, buddy, I can't tell a record company. <laughs> you, like, you know, I'll lose the fucking deal before they change that. But he knew all about the sex magic thing. And he was telling me that it was, uh, it's focus or an object that if you, I guess, would masturbate during or think about during sex, that if you hyper-focused on a symbol, that you, you broke down your goal or whatever you wanted to have accomplished into a symbol that if you focused on that at the moment of ejaculation, that that would be what sex magic was, where you can project that into a thing. Wow. And then I remember one time I jerked off on acid. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> Which is so hard to do, dude. I have, I have a joke about that, like jerking off on psychedelics. It's like weekend at Bernie's. You're just pulling dead weight all over the place. <laughs> uh, that's the kind of shit you got to put behind the paywall, by the way, if you're a cult leader. You yeah. got to leave this, the, the jerking off on oh, acid. By the like, way, dude, uh, my socks must be just giant sex symbols at this point because I've been blasting loads <laughs> oh, in those God. forever. Wait, was, was did you did, was there more to the you jerking off on acid? Was that yeah, a sense there was like a... <laughs> no, it's a good segue to get into other stuff too, oh. but it was a... No, I, I cracked up because I was telling my buddy this when he's explaining the sex magic, which is literally what Jack Parsons was doing. He was having... The, it, the sex acts for them wasn't so much about... Like they were also enjoying themselves. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there was some fun there, but also they were uh, at the moment of orgasm or whatever. Jack Parsons probably, he's literally banging a chick and then thinking about the rocket he wants to design. So what? it's like the ultimate. Uh, I want a Bill Bill zip. <laughs> it's like a Leslie Neal naked gun movie, you know, where he would ejaculate and they would just show like rockets launching. So I want Bitcoin to so you got big titties bouncing up and down, and you close your eyes yeah. to imagine a rocket yeah. ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love science. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, he was a trippy dude, man. He, he was wild. It was, um, uh, and then the sex magic thing, he was a true believer, and L. Ron Hubbard was not, and then L. Ron pretty much cucked his wife from him, which is Ooh. pretty. Did you know about that? Yeah, dude, I heard about yeah. that, and it's kind of crazy. It's just kind of crazy that she, he just ma outmanned him at that point, which is like this kind of thing where like that seems to be like the biggest insult to a man is a dude taking your chick, right? That seems to be yeah, the definitely. ultimate disrespect. Firm agree. And it's, it's not. <laughs> so she he moved her to Florida? Oh, dude, this is trippy. All right, th this one... Every now and then on the show, and again, it's, it's a show I do with my father, and we try to keep it relative. We got a lot of people that listen um, that are like, you know, teachers or um, you know, people that listen like with their other family members in the car oh, and stuff. Sorry, I don't know, dude. So it's so we try sometimes, and then every now and then we're like, are we gonna get we're we gonna get in trouble for this one if we say what the thing actually was? And it's uh, L. Ron Hubbard was he told me he goes, oh, I had a vision that I'm supposed to be banging you know your girlfriend. And Jack Parsons like, oh, well, I mean, the visions, they've never spoken. They've never lied to us before. So here's here's my girlfriend. He goes, no, yeah, give me some money, too. I'm going to go start a project down in Florida. I'm going to take her with me. And they ran off like in the middle of the night with a ton of Jack Parsons money and started a yacht company. They got a couple of yachts down there, which became whatever the sea explorer thing is that the Church of Scientology now has, like the, the, the sea cadets. Sea Org. Yeah. Sea Org. Yeah. Sea Org was started. Thank you. 
Um, sea Org was literally started with money stolen from Jack Parsons by the chick that uh, ran off on Jack Parsons because she was with L. Ron Hubbard. And then that's actually the chick that L. Ron was roughing up that she just disappeared one day, too. Whoa, so, really? Yeah, that first wife they talk about in um, Going Clear, that's uh, that's the chick that she went from sleeping with Jack Parsons uh, to then sleeping with L. Ron Hubbard. And you don't know how much of it was her own choice. You really don't. These people are nuts, you know. But, um, uh, yeah, she, uh, they started Sea Org, and then all of a sudden Dianetics is becoming a thing. And, you know, literally Tom Cruise is uh, – These are, we're giving the genesis of his beliefs right now in America. I'm fine with that. <laughs> and you feel bad for Jack Parsons or whatever? No, I mean, no. He's an idiot. No, I don't, I don't feel bad for him at all. I don't. Do your line, Johnny. You had a great line right there. What? Oh, Do the yeah. whole thing. He, she went oh, from yeah. What were you saying? With sleeping with Jack, Jack Parsons, Parsons to, to sleeping sleep. with Ellen Hubbard to sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> See, that was worth yeah. it, Johnny. That's called setting you up for success. I appreciate it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, and this chick is like, because, you know, we've heard of chuckle fuckers, right? They're out there. They're chicks who like to bang comics. They call them chuckle fuckers. I call them real American heroes. Okay. But. <laughs> There, there's, I get, I bet you there's chicks who want to bang profits. Yeah. And they're just like, dude, this guy talks to God. I what do they call them? You think? What? We got to think of a catchy nickname. Yeah. Chuckle Buckers is fucking. great. How about Prof Tits? <laughs> it's there. It's there. <laughs> it's there. I mean, we're just spitballing. No, but, no, but you're right though. I mean, prisoners have chicks. There's girls that type into like yeah. lifetime prisoners saying, "I will marry you." What do you think that's about? The forbidden. Yeah, is it that that these are, I I think women that date men in prison are chicks who've been cheated on so much they're like at least now I know they can't date other women. Damn. Oh man, you're putting a little uh, so much logic in there. Right? It's like I know he can't cheat on me now. There's no women around. I so there's got to be a crazy yeah. one that asks so like, like, are there? So uh, talk to me. I know you're not cheating on me with a woman, but like, uh, what, there's are the still, showers, is that a thing? No, there? they're still concerned about the female security there. She's like, you're boning the patrol, the patrol officer. Who's like, I know bitch? you're boning. Yes, patrol officer. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. So so let's get into the rocket propulsion. You know, v- Warner von Braun and all that stuff. Let's get into some of that. Uh, this was wild, man. So I think throughout all of human history, we can kind of realize that there's a couple of things. Number one being that if you put rules down for people, they're going to find workarounds or they're going to ignore them or break them. So anytime we try to control something, we realize you can't control anything. So end of, <laughs> uh, end of World War One, they had um, in the armistice that ended the war, uh, Treaty of Versailles, uh, Germany was not allowed to have, um, they couldn't develop stuff like firearms and they couldn't develop, uh, there was a bunch of rules on what they could and couldn't do with their military. And because rocketry was such a brand new thing that they, nobody even thought to put that in the verbiage of the treaty. So therefore, all of a sudden Germany, who has this, uh, the culture or whatever they called it, culture was their their term for it. But um, they're already loving people who are smart. And if you're smart and like a scientific mind in Germany, you're a little bit of a rock star. And now all of a sudden, anybody who had anything to do with rocketry, it's like every time we invent something in humankind, it's um, every great invention is how can we use this for sex or to kill people? 100%. <laughs> how can I stick my dick in this or can I kill people's 
So there's more chicks for me. That's basically what it is. Totally. And then all of a sudden Germany got super great with rockets and anybody who was doing rocketry around the world, they're all exchanging like messages with each other. It's, it was literally like a coalition of scientists. You had people in uh, England, uh, France, Germany, obviously the United States was very involved with the rocketry program. And then uh, a couple of guys that were trading stuff like early on Parsons was trading uh, info with other people. Cause it's like when you find a, when you're at a city, if you do a road gig and there's a local comic and you don't know them and you're not really friends with them, but because they're a comic, you're like, all right, so they're not, I can trust them. They're going to be all right. You know what I mean? They're, they're, I'm not hanging out with like a civilian who's like, where do you get your ideas from? <laughs> you know? Right. But, uh, right. <laughs> uh, so Parsons and him are trading all this correspondence back and forth and stuff like that. And what wound up happening was, and this freaked everybody out, Werner von Braun comes on the scene, who obviously your listeners already know all about that guy. Um, but uh, von Braun's on the scene over in Germany, and uh, he's trading stuff back and forth with this like brilliant rocket uh, scientist in the United States, whose name's escaping me right now. But um, that guy winds up getting called in about 10 years later after this correspondence with von Braun, because uh, the... OSS, the Office of Strategic uh, Services, um, they're able to, precursor the CIA, um, they're able to get um, some remnants of rockets that were being fired on England by the Nazis because the Nazis had the best rocketry program around because they had the first crack at it. So, and they were working with aliens. God damn right, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> how are you going to forget that, dude? That's a, it's a very important part. That's where it really is crazy how much shit they had way ahead of everybody else. And you're just like, okay, all right, we got there's some we're, digging to do here. We've <laughs> talked about this on the show before. We, the Nazis didn't lose the war. Germany did. The Nazis walked to wherever they wanted after that. They took a couple and probably they didn't like it. It's like, let's get fucking Fafish and Flasha out of here. He's got bad breath. He never brushes his teeth. Throw him on trial. And the rest of them just walked to where they wanted to go. Well, the goal was to get caught by the United States instead of the Russians because the Russians were butchers. Um, and the Germany and Russia never really liked each other either. Um, I mean, that goes back to like uh, the, the, the fucking the whole Russian Revolution and stuff, too. Um, also, that the weird one, too, is that uh, they both consider themselves the continuation of Rome. So there's always been a rivalry between the two oh, of them. Oh, really? Yeah, so get this one. Um, uh, uh, Kaiser is in Kaiser Wilhelm, right? So Kaiser, and then I guess Hitler even referred himself as the Kaiser. Um, Kaiser is the German word for Caesar, right? And then in Tsarist Russia, Tsar was the Russian word for Caesar. Oh, so my they, God. And then you got Kaiser Permanente, Caesar yeah. Permanent. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, my, that's actually what KP stands for. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, by the way, have you heard, lift up your water, bro. I just noticed that, too. He's drinking liquid death. Yeah, yeah this guy fucking woke me up to that shit. Oh, they're bomb. It's delicious. They've yeah. got this on their website. You, If you want to join the liquid death club, you can either sign to sell your soul or you can give them $125,000. Right? Isn't that crazy? It's weird, right? No, it's crazy ass shit. It's crazy, it's dude. as a sponsor. It's so crazy. So, they're not, so they come over here. We, we're... So Nazis, Germany loses the war. We, we do an expansion draft. That's what they want you to believe. I don't believe that. I think the Nazis walked over here. I think they won. I think literally they did Operation High Jump with some aliens. They were like, fuck you, dog. Either you're going to fucking give us what we want or else we're going to So fuck you think you it up. was like, yo, we'll, we'll, we'll surrender if you let us in? No, 
It's uh, we're gonna tell everybody we surrendered, and we're gonna come over here, and we're gonna take over literally everything. That was interesting. There's that has legs for sure. That we're gonna come over here. We're gonna take over your intelligence. We're gonna take over your uh, military. We're gonna take over your government. And basically, the George Bush Death Clan is a continuation of the Nazis. And, you know, George Bush, his father basically funded Nazis and they just walked over here. And there was this thing, you know, we talk about all the time on the show, you know, in Alabama, where Von Braun went, they talked about how he was forced to work with them. He really didn't want to. There's a whole center for it. Yeah. In Von Braun Center. Yeah. In Huntsville, Alabama. Go watch WWE Monster Jam. Yeah, it's called Disney on Ice. Oh, it's called the Von Braun Center. Yes, called the Von Braun Center. Oh my God! (laughs) He's got Disney on Ice at the same time. Him and him and Walt Disney at the same time in one place. So you just got my producer cracking the fuck up in the back. Now that got him. He was pretty good the whole show. He's dying. Oh my God, bro! The Von Braun Center. Disney on Ice. Dream big. Dream big. Dream big. Holy! That's what it says. Yeah, look right there. You can buy tickets. Oh my God, dude! So let's get into this. So Von Braun comes over here. Von Braun, L. Ron Hubbard, Jack Parsons, and guess who else? Walt Disney all work together to create what? Space. NASA, dog. Create fucking NASA. Now. Let's take a look at this. You got these organizations. Two of them go on to create very successful billion-dollar industries. Disney and Scientology. Scientology doesn't have to pay any taxes. Mm-hmm. Disney is base. People don't know this, but Disney is basically its own territory in Florida. Oh, well, in, in Anaheim, it has its own power grid. Yeah, it has the, everything. It, its own power grid. It's like the whole shit. others, the whole other place can go out. But if you pay a little extra in Anaheim, a little extra taxes because Disney has its own power grid. So you get. So it's it's called uh, what's it called? What Disney is? It's its own. It's it's what um, what's it called? Sovereign territory. That's interesting. Is that true? Yeah, look it up. Disney is its in, in Disney World in Florida. Yeah, is World. it is its own territory? Uh, this uh, this popular mechanics. Disney World has its own government. Yeah. Uh, the Florida legislature granted the park extreme unilateral control over their land. Yeah. And I don't think they had to pay taxes to Florida. Okay. In 1965, Walt Disney began buying land for a new park in Florida. Uh, hold on, just. A I'm second. doing that Jack Nicholson gif. Disney petitioned the Florida legislature for a special district that would allow the corporation control over sewage roads, building permits, and many other facets of municipal control in the area. They got it. In 1967, the Reedy Creek Improvement District was created. Uh, This district included the two municipalities inside it, Bay Lake and Lake Buena Vista, uh, and they they now have unprecedented level of control over the land there. Yeah. Disney World is what it looks like if you give a corporation full control over an area of land as big as San Francisco. Yeah. It's worked out great for the company, oh, which shit. counts yeah. on the park yeah. for 14% of its $2 billion in yearly earnings. Yeah, just give fucking... Was part of a thing for Bush? 
What's what, that? I, I might. I, I'm so sorry if I'm going off topic here. This is uh, but that all tied in with because nothing makes me angrier than when Alex Jones loses all of his platforms, but Michael Moore can say all the same exact things and get you know Academy Awards 100%. for one hundred percent. And it drives me fucking nuts because I remember, I, I mean, I'm 34, man. I lived through, I remember going to high school when, uh, you know, Fahrenheit 9-11 was coming out and they were accusing um, that Disney wasn't going to release the movie because Jeb Bush was going to say that it was looking because Jeb Bush was the governor at the time and they thought it was a bad look for the Bush family. So they were going to punish them with sanctions on Disney or something like that. And then Michael Eisner's like, that's why we're going to have a limited release for the movie. They literally were bringing Disney into it for that. And uh, it, it's, it is crazy. I, I, there's gotta be, is it a sovereign? It's not a sovereign nation, but it's, um, it's, I it's basically its own territory. Right. You're talking about Disney again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a special district is what they called yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like their own laws and their, their own police. Well, I, I think they're still subject to, to state law. I mean, they can't mean, murder so, people or kill. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like they don't need permits for random shit. Like, yeah, it's they mostly don't, yeah. for like zoning and like so construction stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean, like to speed that shit through. Well, it's it's basically to overcharge you and molest children. Yeah. That's basically what it is, right? I mean, that's the whole point of yeah. Disney yeah. is to fucking diddle kids. You don't think they're not letting you know how many basements there is there? They don't need to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can't go and investigate them. It's like really fucking hard. Oh, there is a yeah, there's a story of a lot of stories of that, right? People dying in the park yeah. and then like moving their bodies off of the park land so that yeah, the police Yeah, it was like the there. scene in Bloodsport where like Von Dom's brother gets crippled and they just <laughs> well, chuck him yeah, outside in yeah. the streets of Bangkok. Well, They're like, "Good luck, buddy man." Hey, Johnny, will they do that <laughs> when a body's dead, they they leave it, they take it away so that it can be pronounced dead not at the scene. Yeah. So like at raves, they'll they'll make sure they pronounced it over there so it didn't die at the rave. Yes. There's a lot of gnarly deaths, too, on rides and stuff in the yeah. history of Disney. It's, it's interesting. Oh, dude, dude they I have, mean, some of them are myths, but there's some real ones. Do you know they have gangs that drownings. roam Disney? They have Disneyland? gangs. Disneyland? Yeah, they have gangs. What, what do you mean? Like like the... the Literal gangs. The like, mice and the ducks? The or what? gangs what of Disneyland. Oh, crap. All right, my uh, so Kahuna's bringing stuff up here right now. That's my producer. Uh, he's amazing. Okay, he already had gangs of Disneyland up. Uh, Ozy, there's um there, there's people wearing uh, Sons of Anarchy jackets. Yeah. That say yeah, Sons of Anakin. I fucking run this place. Oh, so these bro. are all like women. And this stuff, is though. my fucking kingdom, dog. Dude, every one of these is a woman. I've seen some. No, they're not. Oh, that's Street a elite. dude. That's a dude. Those are all women right there though in those jackets. Look at that woman. Well, those woman. are just their yeah. bitches. No, those, these are the gangs. I don't think they're real gangs, Sam. They are real gangs, bro. Well, I mean, what's a gang? What's a real gang? What's I mean, I don't think they're like beating in people. Yeah, I mean, stuff. they're not beating each other up, but they have turf and shit. There was um. What there, was else. <laughs> there was something else too with um. There was a, a water park in Disney that was um because we covered part of it. Um, it was like Mike Fink's, um, you know, like a, a river getaway or something like that. And it was, uh, they did something weird where they were trying to use, um, salt water in like a pool type situation. Oh. And they accidentally created like some sort of like super bacteria and, uh, like people were dying from it. Oh. So that club, that, that actual, that section of the park is, uh, shut down. Um, but it's still, active they didn't get rid of it they just there's like a section of it it's like um i forget who the, the term i think is like dead disney or something like that so it's dead spaces within disney and it's um river yeah river country my uh, my boy just came up with it 
So River Country was like this. It was supposed to be like a, a Tom and uh, like Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, Mike Fink riverboat Holy kind of thing. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. And so you can see some of this stuff. And it was um, because of the weird way they tried to do that to give it a more authentic like, uh, hey, you're, you're swimming in the swimming hole. This ain't a pool kind of a thing. There was a bacteria that they created and uh, enough people died from it. Uh, the kid had. Oh, here we go. Uh, 1980, an 11-year-old boy died from a rare brain infection uh, contracted from an amoeba, which breeds in freshwater, damaging the park's reputation. So because they used freshwater in there, in the pool, um, instead of treating it with chemicals, I guess, uh, this kid friggin' died from it. And it's still closed? It's it's shut down. You can, there are urban explorers that have gone out there because it's on the power grid. There's still like, um, like, there's YouTube videos I used to be able to see back when YouTube was still, you know, free. Um, Uh But you used to be able to see people who were urban explorers that would go break into the park at night and walk around. And the lights still come on in different sections of this park, too, because it's all in the power grid. They can't shut that part of it down. So you're just hanging out in this abandoned water park over here. And then all of a sudden, like, the lights come on and stuff like that. I think sometimes they hear music playing over there, too. Oh, that's that so creepy, I love, I love abandoned places, like people who go to look in abandoned places. It's oh, I think this was a commercial genres. for it. I think this was a little commercial for it, right? Uh, oh. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And they just left it there. Yeah, this is they're promoting it. There's there, dude, there are a couple of lands like that that they've just abandoned and, and that people go explore. You know, like there's some like kind of uh, hey, that looks kind of tropical fun. kingdom or something too that they abandoned that is uh, in Disney World. Really? They just leave it. They don't fix yeah. it. No, it's just they let it grow up and there's still shit. Oh there. my god! Imagine the bacteria there that's just been left. Of f- in fact, I think we did a story on Broken Sim about a guy who was living in one of these lands that they found they found the guy and he had just set up shop and you know it was like the the lord of <laughs> tropical so, kingdom so when you drive back from uh, vegas from la to vegas mm. vegas la right in the middle somebody thought hey man in the middle of nowhere i'm gonna put a waterfall oh here it is i'm gonna put a water park man who camped on abandoned disney island accepted plea deal uh he was caught on an abandoned Disney island called uh, Tropical Paradise, is what it was. Or no, 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 he called it a Tropical Paradise, but it was... Fuck, it doesn't say what the name of it is in this thing. Hold on, let me go skip to this. Oh, I hate doing this part too here, fellas, but um, at 6 on uh, the East Coast time over here, so coming up shortly, they do have somebody else coming into the studio, so I'm going to have to bounce out in You're a second. You're dead to me! <laughs> All right. Oh, so let's wrap it up. It was called Fort Wilderness. That's what it was called. So basically, I can't believe that tweakers haven't come in here and stole all the metal from these fucking abandoned parks. I mean, like, because they did that on the drive home from Vegas. They used they put a water park in the middle of nowhere, and right nobody there. went to it, and they just stole all the... It's literally all gone. They stole all that. They stole all that. It's all gone now, because tweakers came and just stole all the metal to try to sell for tweaks. And by the way, we don't even make our own tweak in this country anymore. We got to import crystal meth. Back in my day, we made it in a bathtub. With good Americans. Good like Americans. Good Americans. All right. KP, this has been great. I had a great time. I could go talk to you forever. We should, I'm going to be like, why'd you not talk about I mean, dude, the show goes where the show goes. And it was great. <laughs> I had a great no, time. Very fun, man. Good hanging with you. No, fellas. dude, you were great. It's me. I'm the piece of shit that fucking just takes the show into weird fucking places. <laughs> two minutes. He's got two minutes. Okay, we gotta go. You got two minutes, so you gotta go. Uh, real quick, KP, tell them where they can find you and your awesome podcast. Uh, thank you again, fellas. It's uh, at KP Burke Sucks over on Instagram. Uh, the show is called American Loser, and uh, like I said, it's me and my dad. We tell weird stories from American history. Every week we come up with some other weird ass angle, man. So 
I'm excited about that part too. I'm actually going to be at the dojo this weekend. Uh, they're doing the St. Patrick's thing, and I'm Irish looking, so that's racist, and they're going to go ahead and do that. Yeah, uh, pro bigotry, positive like, bigotry. Oh, we try. It's the one month out of the year I'm guaranteed to be headlining. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm excited, man. The first album I have is coming out uh, through 800 Pound Gorilla Records. Um, it's going to be, it's called Escape from Jacksonville. It was actually filmed and directed by my boy, the Big Kahuna, who's behind the ones and twos for me here. Um, and that one's coming out. It's going to be the weekend before Memorial Day weekend. So well, that's where I wonder, that's where we're trying to direct the traffic at. I keep promoting it on my podcast. Well, man, but. send me any links you want me to include in the whole thing. I'm super happy you're on 800 pound gorilla uh i have my my albums finally coming out on there i'm releasing the audio version of uh, no lives matter that's it out so i i I love 800 pound gorilla they are fucking great great um production uh you have a great voice dude i hope everybody goes and finds american loser check out the whole thing it's a great i can listen to you talk forever kp you're great (laughs) and i appreciate you and sorry uh we just went forever but it was a great conversation, and I look forward to having you back on again. Thank you guys so much. Tickets are up to El Paso, out to uh, Corpus Christi, Tucson, and Bisbee. Go to samdribbly.com. Grab your tickets now because I'm coming, dropping the hammer of the gods. I love you very much. Thank you guys so much for listening. We, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.